0: Thank <laughs> you. I'm April and I'm Steph and I'm Vaughn.
1: yeah um, And you're listening to The Thirst. You can find us online Twitter, we're at The Thirst, Facebook.com forward slash The Thirst pod, Instagram, we're at The Thirst pod, SoundCloud.com forward slash The Thirst pod. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts by searching for The Thirst and we're also on Spotify now as well. And you can find us there by searching The Thirst. Um, no one ever emails us, so I'm <laughs> going to stop doing this.
0: Peggy <laughs> Just, said she'd email us and didn't. She didn't. To be honest, if Peggy's not going to email us, and Peggy's someone I trust, you know, implicitly, that. The only- there's no hope. The only emails we ever get are from
1: Spotify, not Spotify, SoundCloud telling us that our payment's gone through for the month. <laughs> Maybe we need a
0: Snapchat. Oh. Send your I don't. do know. young people use that? I don't know. I right I try I'm trying really hard. They're
2: on TikTok now. Oh, TikTok. It's I was reading about this. What the hell is TikTok? It's like Vine, but not
0: not. Uh, I barely remember Vine. I'm 30 <laughs> now, guys. In the time Vine that's passed, all. I've turned 30 and I just buy like you know, as soon as I hit that marker, I just didn't know what things were. I don't know anymore. if we need a snap. is a Snapchat still a thing? No, I don't think so. Filters are a thing though, aren't they? Yeah.
1: Okay. We'll just anyway if are asking
0: for questions, we'll just use filters if on you've Twitter got any phone.
1: suggestions for other social media platforms we can be <laughs> engaging with, then you can send them to thirstpart at gmail.com. dot com. <laughs> in. Wow. wow. Um, we've also got a blog, which I haven't updated in ages, but you can look at it if you want. Um, Thethirstpod.wordpress.com Do your job. Soz. Um, <laughs> this is episode 32. It's been a while. It is. So I feel a bit rusty. Have you got any puns? Um, There are literally no puns for 32. I've got a list of things to do with 32. So okay. have I. Okay, you go first because we've probably got some overlap. They're, they're
0: not very interesting, do you think apart from this really niche one. Did <laughs> you on. find a really weird niche one on Wikipedia? I've got three niche ones. Okay. Is one of them <laughs> the number of rays in the jacket Japanese rising sun on the cover of Incubus' two thousand and six album Light Grenades. Um, who put that on Wikipedia? Thank Brett. Um I did see that I didn't list it though, so I'm glad that you picked up on it. I was like Incubus, everyone loves Incubus, and who apparently love there Incubus? are thirty two rays in the Japanese rising sun wow. on the cover of it. Good to know. Um also just celebrities that are thirty two, Drake, who knew, thought it was about forty five at this point. Is he? Yeah. Kendrick Lamar, Evan Peters. Evan Peters is thirty two. Yeah. Evan Peters is thirty-two. Yeah, looks about twenty-six. That's right. weird, isn't it? For just, once, someone is older than me.
2: Just adding another celebrity in there. Um, me. I'm thirty-two. Oh my god! <laughs> once 32. thirty-two. Oh my god! I can believe that because she's the most
0: mature than me. <laughs> That's
1: true. Um, I've also got thirty-two as a song by Van Morrison. Uh, oh yes,
0: Beethoven. I don't know that. One. Beethoven. That's weird. Beethoven. Beethoven. That's Do you know I historically used to get Beethoven and meatloaf <laughs> <laughs> muddled up? Did you really? Yeah, because sort of I don't know. Must be the. Bait and the meat. I don't know. No, that they're doesn't sound not, They're not sound the same. I know. It sort of had a meaty consistency for both. <laughs> so I used to get them muddled up. And now I often... And then I often think of Beethoven as in the dog. Yeah, I so think it's in, the dog or the it's time. It's just meatloaf and a dog. That um, I when I read that Beethoven
1: completed 32 piano sonatas in his lifetime, I thought it was the dog. So in my brain, I was like, <laughs> oh my oh, God. <laughs> it it's, it's like keyboard cat, but with a big dog instead. <laughs> wow, that um, dog was prolific. Really right? prolific. There are also 32 paths of wisdom in the Kabbalah. Good to know, isn't Great it? Great, religion. Um, religious also, trivia. This Thanks. was quite cool. There are 32 black squares and 32 white squares, and there are 32 pieces on a chessboard. Did was
0: you it? say that was interesting? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I, I just didn't know. Oh, okay,
1: good. I've never, I don't play chess. <laughs> don't play chess. <laughs> Do you play nerd. chess?
0: Um, no. No. Does no. anyone play chess? No, but if we are going to get really into playing D&D, so watch this
2: space. It's- Hi, welcome to News with Vaughn. Yes, this Um, is just a whole section. It's it's a whole section that's specifically just about one thing, which is the Charlie's Angels trailer. Yes. I do have actually have a bunch of stuff to say about it, but all I can think about is Kirsten Stewart. Oh my and god, how hot she looks! Honestly, that's just basically this is, what this film is about. This is the thirst, and yeah. I am very thirsty for this film. I was
1: really glad yesterday when we went to the cinema that one of the trailers that showed before the film that we saw was Charlie's Angels, just so that I could witness you watching it. And I don't know if you noticed this, but the entire time it was on the screen, I was like staring Hello. at you just because I wanted to see your just reaction just watching that not the screen yeah.
0: how many times have you seen this trailer because I have witnessed you watch it probably about 18 times
2: uh, I may have watched it at least once a day since it's been
0: <laughs> that's fine you're rationing it's probably it's a real
2: more than that like the first day I watched it about 10 times yeah I'm you, you legit fine. she's not
0: even exaggerating because I was there for some of them every time I walked in the room I was like
2: you watching it again it's no. made specifically for me because like Kirsten Stewart right just amazing hot great yeah um, and then like the first opening thing is her like beating up a guy <laughs> yeah
0: like strangling him and punching him brand. in the face and
2: you know and she also wears a riding uniform and like smacks <sighs> her lot, ass with it? a riding crop they just and... recruited her and just said Do you know just wear wet just wear what you usually wear it's amazing i look this movie could be bad and i don't care no i don't know anything about it an
0: absolute like doesn't matter what well, happens in this movie as long as she's punching elizabeth
2: people. banks yeah, uh, really. Yeah. As in,
0: that's really funny. It okay. is, isn't yeah. it? And I feel like what she she did Pitch Perfect too. Yeah, I don't know if she's done much else. I don't know if else. she's done anything But she's else, in but it yeah, as well as it, yeah. yeah, she acts. Yeah, Bosley. Yeah, she. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. she re- Bosley. That's
1: really funny. Bosley,
0: and then Patrick Stewart is another Bosley. So, who ah. knew there's two Bosleys. Just it's just very exciting. But I think I'm totally with you. I feel like it's uh like tying things up neatly here. It's like the Men in Black scenario of being like I. Don't care if this film is trash because it it is extremely arousing to me. Yeah,
2: and I also just I have a very soft spot for those like early two thousands Charlie's Angels. Yeah, they're pretty good. Why not? So I. Why not? I think like I think it's gonna be fun junk food for girls and for specifically. Lesbians. So, I think so. I can't quite imagine who else this would be aimed at. Who I else is it's...
0: in it? Because that was my question.
2: Uh, Ella Belinska. who no oh, I don't know anything about. She... Her. Naomi Scott. Naomi Scott oh, okay. was in the um, Power Rangers reboot. Oh, okay. the recent yeah, yeah. one, which Fine. was surprisingly gay. Oh, okay. Actually, surprisingly good. good oh, know. okay. Well, that's um, nice. And she was also the MVP of Aladdin. She played Jasmine, which yeah, is, oh, and she, that's oh, what the name oh, is. sounds. incredibly funny. charming. Yeah. So, okay, so we're quite we're kind of yeah, on board with she, her though. She's good. It's also got no. Century, no, yeah. Everything. I was about to say, uh, I don't know if yeah. I even
0: noticed him in the trailer. Is he in the trailer?
2: Um, he wasn't in the trailer that we saw at the no, time,
0: was in. I feel like people were trying to push Noah Centineo on me, and I, I'm not. Hey, so I've felt- only got so many young men that I can cater for in my life. When I was going through Netflix last night, one
1: like trying to find something to watch before I eventually settled on what I did watch, there were, I've noticed. Because obviously he's like Netflix's golden boy. Uh-huh. But even I haven't and I I found him incredibly compelling into all the boys I loved before, but even I haven't really Bothered to watch anything else that he's been in on, on the basis that he's in it, so he wouldn't necessarily be the selling point for
0: me. I'm just trying to Google whether I think he's hot. No, I'm not fast. I'm afraid. Have you watched All the Boys of Love Before? No, I haven't okay. yet. But I just contextually, he is, is hot in he's that. He's
2: hot in that.
0: He's got an extremely large neck. Like it's so wide. Uh, my his look main selling point for me is that he look does look this. like What's a. What's going on He here? does look like young Mark Ruffalo. So got really wide neck. He does. Sorry, I shouldn't be criticizing such a lovely he's charming, fine I promising up and coming young actor quite, he's just I'm fun. quite happy
2: with him being the dude in yeah. this movie yeah. yeah I feel
0: like it's appropriate because
1: then he won't eclipse everyone he's not going to yeah. eclipse anyone
0: they've obviously not sent him
1: if they put in someone in if they put someone in there that was like too big of a deal then yeah. it would truly detract from the brilliance of Kristen Stewart so yeah. like
2: this is fine. just her
1: film Yeah, I think
2: he plays like kind of um, the nerdy tech guy
0: too, oh okay so. yeah, sure. I love it when they have a nerdy tech guy in these female fronted films though. who's
1: actually like a massive bro
0: yeah, yeah. Like Ghostbusters. Like Ghostbusters. Oh, just so good. I mean, like you say,
2: I don't think we care whether this has a good plot or not. I when think is it out? Worth... I have absolutely no idea. No. I've seen that trailer so many times and I... Hasn't read. I hasn't would read. Posit- it probably just
1: says coming soon. So, yeah. I would say it's August, September. Yeah. If it was like, a, I feel like if you released it any other time other than the summer, it would not.
2: I feel like I'm just hoping that like like an overwhelming compulsion will come over me and I'll know when to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll just be like... <laughs> you wake hmm. up one morning yeah. and you're like, hey. Hmm. I feel it in my waters. I need to go and see Charlie's Angels today. How many times do you think
0: you'll see it in the cinema?
2: Uh, Well, look, I will probably see it once. And then depending on how many people... I can trick to see it several more times. <laughs> I
1: think I would see it on the basis of Kristen Stewart. Yeah, I
0: would. I like her a lot. She's she's done well
2: since I've the done, Twilight years. I believe that we have talked at length before about
1: how I did a complete one eighty, which I think it has a lot to do with the ter- internalized misogyny. Um, in oh, that yes. during the Twilight years, I absolutely could not stand her and thought she was insufferable. That's like and then all of society happened. did that though. Yeah. yeah, I feel like and then right. something happened and I was like, no, I actually think that that film she's the did best not thing.
0: paint her or. All- you know, Bella the generally press, in a particularly were great quite light. cruel as well, I they think, were Oh yeah, hilarious. they were, they were fucking scary. Because scathing. she didn't want to play the game yeah. of Hollywood. Did she, was it like she, she, I'm saying this with air, whatever they're called, quotes. Um, air quotes, did she cheat on Rob Pattinson with some she, other guy? Yeah, their the director. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it was know. a
2: big, it was like, it was a scandal, but like, it wasn't. And oh no! It's just like a normal thing that happens a lot in blew life. it out of proportion, and yeah, like the big the big thing that everyone goes on about is that Donald Trump was really was into deeply, it. Invested, was deeply invested. He was deeply invested
0: really yeah he, he kept didn't even tweeting know about that. it <laughs> it's really weird what the
2: fuck is wrong with him
0: oh my <laughs> lots god lots of things, but especially this god that Isn't means we weird? actually have something in common that we're both deeply <laughs> interested in because <Kristen> uh, <laughs> no. oh, well. maybe he's a big twilight fan who knows who knows oh my god can you imagine that's the only book he's ever read just the first one as well he couldn't bring himself to one, you don't want to, to make uh, the uh, effort like, to read really more than one book
2: action right no. anyway yes
0: charlie's angels we're all gonna watch it
2: all right excellent
0: to Forbes because I can't do another year of this podcast without mentioning the Forbes Celebrity 100 I like that when we were trying to come up with it because we haven't recorded
1: in a while and we were like wondering what we should cover and what, what we should just what possible news could there yeah, be yeah it was more just like is this too old to talk about what is actually happening blah blah and then we were like oh I don't know and then you were
0: like wait the Forbes list is out <laughs> guys I don't know how it passed me by it happened four days ago they published the, the world's highest impeccable. paid entertainers of 2019 love it along with pe- you just I love people's net worth. fucking love a net worth and uh, we all know that by now this is like the third time we've done this but it's i've annual. never got bored of it no it's annual never got bored of it it's so interesting um so yes so on the 10th of july forbes published its uh 100 highest paid entertainers of the year this time so 2019 the superstars in the top 100 clocked 6.3 billion dollars between them in pre-tax earnings over the 12 months, which is up 7% from a year ago. Oh. So they're actually earning more Good than Good to know before. rich people are getting richer. Yes. Um, there's a hilarious video of DJ Khaled taking a deep dive into the top five, which no one asked for. But DJ there you go. DJ <laughs> Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: So, great. And he himself is now in that top 100, oh. which is... Good for him. I mean maybe. Sure, sure. Great. Um, I feel a little bit like this list, especially the top ten and others, is slightly more boring just because we're getting more from a personal point of view, because we're getting more and more sports people in there and I just yeah. don't give a this shit. This is literally the thing I like, down. I don't care about footballers or NFL players. I'm really sorry,
1: maybe. Those aren't the do. surprising people because I feel like sports athletes are just overpaid often anyway. So when I saw that like the top 10 i think three or four of them were athletes i was like i mean that's fine but that's not i want like juicier
0: additions to this right if it was just like you know female u.s footballers who suddenly earning a lot of money but they're not so they're really not because the pay gap is still so disgusting so just lots of male sports stars great top two biggest earners though are women so taylor swift was number one
2: (laughs) <laughs>
0: Good for her. Bond's like, yeah, in Good the corner. One day um, she will
2: be my sugar mama and I will be happy. <laughs> she really will. <laughs> Clearly she's she, got the funds for She her. can yeah. be. She
0: plucked 185 a people's million. People's Sorry,
1: 185
0: million. 185 million in one year, yeah. um, followed by Kylie Jenner, who no one cares about. Um, Do you care about Kylie Jenner, vol? No. No. But then yeah. the rest of the top 10 were all male. Yeah. So that's so despite the fact that the two highest were women, the rest are there were only sixteen women in the whole list. Ooh, that's wild. Of one hundred celebrities. Were there any surprises for you? Let me have a look. Because I've got a few so i was very interested in the marvel earnings oh this is literally what i've written Um, down it's almost like we did not so so we had one two three four five six marvel did you did you not really enjoy the fact that of all of them chris hemsworth is the highest i literally i I mean yes chris
1: hemsworth is number 24 rdj is 31 scarlett johansson was
0: 47 chris evans was 73 yeah bradley cooper (laughs) if you want to count bradley cooper was 57 Paul Rudd, I mean, Where I don't know, the... He Paul Rudd earned that much money. But yeah, the for me, it's amazing that Chris Hemsworth what made 76.4 and
2: Chris Evans made 43. I assume that's all like advertising based. Yeah, the amount of like sponsored content Chris Hemsworth puts onto my social media feed. I mean, is beautiful. It's a lot. I mean, it's amazing and I'm it's for beautiful. it. It's beautiful. So many watches. Oh, like... it's the watch thing. And the
0: pe- uh, cologne. Yeah, the cologne. He's been doing a lot of fitness He's advertising. And I think he does like
2: Australian Tourism as well. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, it's just a
0: clever, clever man. He was. I can't remember if he was top. He wasn't top ten. He's twenty fourth on the list. Yeah. So uh, seventy six point four million, which is insane. I think that um, works against Chris Evans because he doesn't really do much advertising. No, he doesn't. Keeps himself to himself. Not just a, a just a good boy. He's a good boy. Um, just can't believe Paul Rudd squeezed in there. Yeah, what Paul does Rudd, Paul Rudd must get it on like points on films?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I reckon that's must how. Be. So he as well as taking like a wage from films, he must ask for points, box office points. So then he makes back his. Yeah. Cash that way, because I don't think he does a huge amount of advertising.
0: No, too I don't think so. Truly, but he's in a lot of movies No, he's that in is in true. He is in a lot, so just pimps himself out a bit. Um, I find it a bit weird that Bradley Cooper earned more than Lady Gaga. So, Bradley Cooper made 57 million. Lady Gaga made uh 39.5. She's number 90 in the top See, 100. I guess the thing with that is that you if you think about
1: last year in particular, you've got a star is born, so Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. would have made a lot of money off that, but I guess he makes bank from Marvel as well. Yeah,
0: I think that's what it is. I think it is just that sort of thing. Dwayne Johnson was quite high. Why and how is Dr. Phil number 9? <laughs> Dr. Phil is very high question. Dr. Phil is number 9. He's not someone who's is on my like... radar at all. So he's I
1: think for us here in the UK especially, he's just not really really a thing because no. I mean, we get I think we get Dr.
0: Phil's shows on like get like Reruns, yeah, ancient but, reruns on TV. Is Doctor Phil a thing in Australia? Not really. But no. I,
1: also, did you know that he's like fr- he's very friendly with lots of celebrities? He was at uh, the wedding of Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas, I believe.
0: That's fucking weird. And I also isn't think it? he
1: might have been something. To, maybe he just knew about Zoe Kravitz's wedding. I tell anyway, you what. Weird. Of all the
0: people that I would make friends with if famous, Doctor Phil would not. He be... He just
1: strikes me as a media mogul, I guess. Yeah. And I guess because he's been in the industry for such a long time, I guess maybe he just has like. Like, production companies and Just has investments of... and, I don't know. Yeah. weirdoes isn't it?
2: He's kind of everywhere. He's got that, you know, he's in a lot of, like, he does a lot of cameos and things. Yeah, and I guess so. He's everywhere and, yeah, I don't think the I've the ever place. noticed
1: him. I actually... So. so this could be completely wrong. So... Uh, maybe i can't wait for you to everyone might want to do their homework correction corner. Sure. everyone by you anyway, yeah. i'm pretty sure i read a thing recently about his son and his son has a uh tim burton themed mansion like no he all doesn't of the Does he really let me google yeah this. i feel like all of the decoration in dr phil's son's house you'll is hear me typing
0: themed and, and that was the first i hope of this many... is completely not true because it would be so funny um no that is totally true i think i <laughs> told you That's not even, that's just some skulls. No, it's really, no, 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 genuinely. If you actually, oh no, look at that bedroom or. Oh, Edward Scissorhand's bedroom, though. I don't think I'm there for that. And also, the
1: thing about his son as well, this is completely off topic. His son lives with his bandmates because his son's in a band. And is it? What is this? So is I... His
0: son's 16. What is going on Isn't here? I feel like he's Doctor in a Phil band with... and he's got a Tim Burton themed house. Yeah, so is I feel like 12? maybe Dr. Phil made a lot of money in real estate as well. I need to know quickly how this is unreal. I think we need to post some pictures of this because this is quite. It's funny as the man? house wait is his son quite hot okay he's pretty fit. uh that's strange let me just find out how old he is because um it's really important he's to in his 20s up. or 30s well that's certainly too old to be having a
1: i think the thing i took away from this is that dr Rule. phil is so rich that he um is clearly bankrolling his son to just have this like extremely wealthy lifestyle of living in a weird house. Imagine you're in a bar and you just you meet this guy and you get talking okay, that's the other and it's one. going really well and you decide to go back to his house and his house is Tim Burton themed. What do you do? <laughs> um probably not.
0: I don't know. As a Uber as a child of Tim Burton Yes I, well, I feel conflicted, but the fact that he is three years older than me and has a complete Tim so, Burton house. When, it's when not I just saw like this, a collector's room, is when it? When I saw this I ran
1: that scenario in my head and I did genuinely think that like actually I would be very, very creeped out if this was this happened. Yeah. Like you were like, oh, your house is literally Tim Burton themed. Not I even understand, like, like I've like got a some case. pictures up. Yeah, or like I understand
0: a bookcase, or maybe even a room some art. But a whole house is no. this is this the staircase is, n- is neither here nor there. This is a this is a real. What's it's it almost called? like
2: if you invite someone back and they have a giant life size cutout of One Direction next to their bed. I don't think anyone would. Uh, would <laughs> I would think
1: that. that person would be really upstanding and worth hanging around with. So. <laughs> I would definitely bone. Yeah, and just, just
2: to
0: confirm. Be rude not to. Looking at Vaughn.
2: Thanks. <laughs> anyway, Doctor Phil. really Anyway,
0: Doctor Phil was really rich. Um, and so are Nah newbies. Travis Scott, DJ Khaled, Travis Scott. Yeah, Kylie Shawn Jenner Mendes, Jackson. Ariana, uh, Chris Evans, Paul Rudd, and BTS. They're all newbies. But actually the rest of it oh no wait, this upsets me and I know why it is because of Netflix, but Adam Sandler. Can someone stop paying Adam Sandler fifty seven million? Netflix has got too much money. Fuck it, he's got a lot to apologize. They don't need to increase the cost of their subscription. It's disgusting.
1: Stop spending on Adam Sandler.
0: Anyway, well quite. Everyone go and have a look at the Forbes. It was interesting. it's, It's it's fun. It's just well, it depresses me and it brings me great joy. Um and mostly confuses me, so give it a try.
2: When the revolution comes, you gotta know where to go first. Right, That's and true. apparently we're
0: all knocking on Taylor Swift's door.
2: Oh yeah. Okay,
1: um the final bit of news yes. um is This is going to be a lot. So um, we'll we'll be talking about Spider-Man Far From Home um, shortly. But um, truly the best thing to happen over the last few months, (laughs) post-Endgame, I would say, has been... Apart from Steph's birthday. Apart from your birthday, the arrival of Vaughn. And Vaughn arriving. Maybe some other stuff happening, uh, is the Far From Home press tour. Yes. In which Jake... Jake Holland! Jake Holland. Wow. Oh, that oh, wow, that was a real
0: Freudian slip yeah, there. Was.
1: Let's go on to that. Good. Oh, I, I would normally edit that out, but it feels like it needs to stay in. Yeah. Uh, I Jake think Jillian it really Hall does. And Tom Holland have truly been leaning into their romantic dynamic. Um, Tom we have talked about before Jake Gyllenhaal and press tours, because we mentioned yes. the Ryan Reynolds...
0: This is very much a better version of the Jake and Infinitely Ryan. Infinitely better tour. because I like both parties. Yes, involved. I only liked fifty percent of the last press tour. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I'm obviously Jake biased, so I would watch him do anything. So that's why I tolerated
0: the Ryan Reynolds press yeah. tour for life. But. That was like a bromance that was sort of funny, but also like Jake get a better best friend. Ugh. Evidently, he has. Jake John Hall is truly like very. Um, I don't know. I feel like he's really fair weather. Yeah.
2: Oh no, he totally picks is. up he and drops
0: you. you down. He really. Will. I hope he doesn't do this to Tom. Oh no, because he's such a cutie. But I think this has really confirmed to me that Jake Gyllenhaal is very unpredictable. But we- I
2: feel like you know Tom is that kind of person that's just gonna keep like texting him like they're still friends and Tom's good, and Jake's gonna have to be like a guest we were on
0: a we were on a film once dude we had a nice summer together it was very
2: call me by your name
0: and now it's over and now I'm
2: not gonna come to your birthday party yeah like we this is over dude
0: I think you're really nice but I think we need to move on the flip I'm gonna keep your scarf yes God. the flip side boxes. of this
1: what the flip side of this is that I really hope they work together again in the future I also hope. Yeah. anyway so this entire press tour has been a delight it like you said it truly has leaned into the romantic dynamic and also the chaotic energy that Jake Hall brings to the he's room just he's just it
0: very unpredictable so the thing that he? I in as, quite an intimidating way I feel um,
1: he knows that He's doing it and he's... he knows
0: he's quite scary.
1: Yeah, so the thing with Jake John Hall is that th- this has been particularly interesting because he is someone who's known. For notoriously being quite private and not wanting to divulge too much information about himself and his personal life. There is the, I think we've mentioned this about a billion times in this podcast. But like the sandwich the, thing. There's the very famous interview where someone asked him what sandwich he'd had and he was like, I don't want to tell you what I had, that's like my personal life. It must have been something Which, which I think, really in retro, yeah, I think, no, I just think he just... It was like a weird combo sandwich, yeah. wasn't it? Um. So, so the thing with, with Far From Home and him joining the MCU, which... In itself, it's just bananas to me. It's a really weird choice that no one expected. Right? It's just bizarre. I still can't get my head around it. He got Instagram, which was something I never thought that he would do. Con- contractual obligation. Contractual obligation. Um, and there's just been a lot of like nice internet-based content over the last few months where Tom and Jake have been involved. There was the Rotten Tomatoes interview he did where Jake kept... He was asked, I think, about their little friendship and he kept referring to it as being a legitimate romance and not bromance. Oh, yeah, he was
0: getting really annoyed about
1: the use of the word bromance. That's because he, I mean. as I've had to explain to people, he understands that when you use bromance rather than just say yeah, romance, just... you're just sort of trying to kind of, I don't know... You're trying to, ex-
0: like, excuse it rather than, like... You're trying to be very man about it. Yeah. Which like, like, it's not... It's like, it's, it's a bromance because it's not gay. Yeah. No homo. Like, no, no obviously homo not. It way. really is
2: like that, yeah. isn't it? So Romance he, is a stupid word and I'm very glad that he's coming for it. Yeah. He gets it. <laughs> um
1: There was the uh, Cineopolis interview where they say it's like a Jack and Rose from Titanic situation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, there was an entire feature in Entertainment Weekly where um they did some weird, like moving covers and they I don't know just really leaning into this I don't see that I don't kissy think kissy. I do it's very I don't know I'll send it to you the real um, le- leaning into that one of my personal favourites was there was an interview where um, so Jake Gyllenhaal clearly knows nothing about the MCU either like he just doesn't know anything about it he keeps being asked like what his favourite films are and and he lets Tom Holland answer first and he's like yeah no I was going to say that oh my god <laughs> that's so funny there was a bit where he starts talking about Benedict Cabbage Patch oh yeah the Cabbage Patch is Shange great and does all this weird stuff he's just weird he's yeah. Yeah, really weird. really and weird I found it interesting that everyone's picked up on him being weird when he has
0: historically always been a fucking weird. yeah he's weirdo. always been really weird it's just been like more upfront
2: weirdness because he's actually that, in in like the MCUI yeah. that seems to be happening on the internet a lot like especially over the last couple of years yeah. like someone who is like this has been their vibe for their entire yeah, career yeah. has suddenly just been picked up by mainstream yeah. kind of people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and they're like, isn't it funny the way this person's like this? And it's like, this is the way they've been no. living their lives. Like right? the
2: same thing happened with Keanu Reeves, but yeah. yeah. Totally, you're
0: yeah. so right where everyone's like, oh, Keanu, he's like a
1: normal guy. He's, he's really, you know. It's definitely the like the widening of social media and the access that we have to famous people and the the amount amount of content that gets produced in press tours and everything like that. It just does bring to the forefront all like the weird...
2: Yeah, the stuff quirks. that you like that we used to find by like buying every single magazine yeah, article yeah, yeah, yeah. and reading like internet forums yeah. that yeah. are like way too deep, right? Um, reading some fan fiction now, too. everyone actually can just access it on just their Google Facebook it. feed. Um, there was the <laughs> lazy, lazy
0: journalism. <laughs> right, Haven't
1: done their homework. Uh, there was. I'm just going to list all these other things as well. They were on Greg James's show and Jake. Oh, that was very the Sean Paul. Incident, passionately wasn't defended Sean Paul. Did some questionable accents. Hey, okay. they also. I still don't think. I, feel, I, I had momentarily forgotten this until earlier. I don't know how. They arrived at the LA premiere of the film in suits which looked like Hands and Friends. From oh, Lightly yeah, Roxbury. of course. I will never be over this. That was a beautiful moment. Jake has been wearing this, like, chain on this tour. This, like, necklace. Yeah, the chain. That has, like,
0: a Mediterranean dad vibe. There's You're really lot, into it. I just can't... Yeah, It's
2: anyway. really... Like, it works.
0: It works, he works. Oh, it definitely out. works on Jake. He's got the neck to carry a chain like that off, I feel. <laughs> do you think Tom Holland understood the reference that was being made? On no, that 100% No, okay. I feel like it was, oh, you should do this, it'll be funny. Yeah. And, Jake was, and Tom, because Tom thing, was like, cool, if Jake wants to do it, I'm doing it. The thing is,
1: the whole, their dynamic in the, any of this press has been like, Tom Holland is truly just like in awe of being in a room with Jake Gyllenhaal and the fact that they're in a film together and that they're like, quote unquote friends yeah so he is just being steamrolled in all of these situations Mm -hmm. and he's just like lapping up he's He's literally living for her yeah he just looks happy all the time he does also we've mentioned the catstagram already so we won't we won't go there again (laughs) yeah um i just want i just have to mention the uh the buzzfeed puppies the puppies and i think this was the thing that particularly just did me in after this extended period of time of press of having Mm -hmm. to mainline and being sent everything by everyone right like i haven't got alerts for all of this shit guys Come Google on. alerts have Google the alerts amount of times I've been tagged John in Hull. stuff and I have to be like yes I have seen this three hours ago when it's dropped but thanks anyway it's really nice when people think
0: of us it's true. and I'm assume really... that we won't have seen it already yeah personally.
1: I'm really glad that my personal brand is just truly within people's um, minds at all times yeah um,
0: but yeah he did the
1: um, puppies interview that Buzzfeed does which is puts yeah it's
0: very cute I mean I wonder whether like they've hit a peak now with um, puppies and Jake whether they should do the puppies thing any longer I don't need to see it anymore
2: I do. I just don't think it's a bad idea. To like, be I mean, fair, I know thinking that...
0: about it, there's uh, everyone <laughs> is made better with puppies. I was just thinking about other people I would like to see do it. So actually, maybe there is a case for it. Yet. I hope Kirsten
2: Stewart does yeah. it. Can it's you
0: 24. imagine? She just punches a puppy in the she face. She would not no, punch just... a
2: puppy. She'd she would be really it. soft, and then she would punch anyone that hurt the puppy. Yeah, that has done true. it. Has Sebastian Stan done it? No. Which yeah. other These are
0: questions done that it? you should be able to answer. Timmy hasn't done it. No. Interesting. I don't. They're like, puppies would be the same size as Timmy, so. Like, he's got a way to grow into his puppy Pu- cuddling. Pu- puppy cuddling. Jake John oh, is a puppy, so yeah. to
1: put him with puppies was truly the worst. I know, worst he's already chaotic,
2: well. and then you add, like, dogs. you know, dogs, right?
0: and he's just... All over the place. <laughs> just can't cope.
1: Just anyway, can't focus. I'm, really I'm couldn't focus. both enjoying that everyone has realised what an absolute bananas human he is, slightly irate that everyone's suddenly on the bandwagon you wait for it to tail off so you can just return to your own jake <laughs> yeah yet. i mean i made like the the captain america detention so you've just discovered jake Jung meme meme the other day because i was getting that was so, catty like... well done I <gasps> it's just really annoying for someone that has like been obsessed with them since they were 14 yeah yeah half my life guys come on it is it is
2: and then you realize that you've become that person that's like i liked it before it was cool yep. <laughs> yeah no, you make everyone like make fun of people
0: for doing that and it's like like you're not a real fan you haven't seen his whole filmography, fake fan. Right. That level of that's fine. We can we can be hypocrites, we can
1: accept that. That's just truly how we live our lives. Anyway, um are we just if you have like a spare ten minutes, definitely just go and Google and have this a look at some compilations
2: we a of a videos. There's of them compilations. We watched a few of them uh.
0: earlier, didn't
1: we? Jake just is the best and Tom Holland is just adorable so He's combining them is just absolutely adorable is boy just the best
2: they have excellent chemistry together too so it they works do. really well by name all... vibes yeah
0: moving on to things that we have uh, i'm going to say experienced recently seen. rather <laughs> than enjoyed i'm going to start with movies uh, and midsummer which is something that we've been kind of anticipating for a while i'm going to say von hasn't seen the film
2: and, and is probably not going, not to.
0: going to see it So it's just going to be April and I talking about this with Von possibly laughing in the background. Midsummer is the 2019 folk horror film uh, written and directed by Ari Aster, who wrote and directed Hereditary, which we discussed before. It stars Florence Pugh, Jack Rayner, William Jackson Harper, Wilhelm Blomgren and Will Poulter. Such a satisfying name to say. So good. Uh, you can tell us the Swedish one. So plot wise, very briefly, Danny, who is played by Florence Pugh, is an anxiety afflicted college student who suffers a huge emotional trauma involving her parents and her bipolar sister. Her relationship with her boyfriend Christian, who's played by Jack Rayner, is already on the rocks. Christian wants to sort of break up with her, but then he feels like he can't do it because, you know, how unfortunate for him that her... You know, she suffers this massive tragedy, so he's got to stick around. Christy and his friends are invited by their friend Pele to attend a midsummer celebration at Pele's ancestral commune, the Haga, in northern Sweden. Pele explains that the days-long celebration only occurs once every 90 years. And before they leave, Danny discovers that they've got this trip that they've planned and she asks if she can go along with them and they sort of reluctantly agree. So they head to Sweden and there a seemingly uh, pastoral paradise transforms into a sinister dread-soaked nightmare, apparently, as the locals reveal their terrifying agenda. So just a couple of other things before we uh, discuss what we thought of the film. Aster had devised his screenplay and kind of went back and focus in a bit more on the de- deteriorating relationship between uh, Danny and Christian, but later on due to his own difficult breakup, which we will probably touch on. It's a co-production between the US and Sweden, and the film was initially pitched as a straightforward slasher film set amongst Swedish cultists, and that at some point changed. It's uh, so a general themes of the film are sort of love, family, community, grief, and Trauma, which is something that Ari Aster has kind of played with before, with Hereditary. It draws on some very well-known folk horror films, The Wicker Man, um, there's a bit of che- Texas Chainsaw Massacre in there. And it's had some very divisive uh, reactions. There was a good ringer comment I saw which kind of summed up the film and its divisive qualities. Uh, which said it's alternately solemn and funny as well as precise and sprawling, gory and boring, predictable and startling, derivative and strikingly original. So uh, whether I agree with all of those points, we will see. So let's... It's really hard to work out how to even approach this. <laughs> Basically, we both came out of hereditary, feeling quite frustrated by that film, I would say. It's yeah. safe to say. Yeah, yeah. There were parts of it we really liked and there were parts that we weren't so sure about. Uh, so we both went into this kind of intrigued, but not extremely excited or anticipating that we were going to absolutely love the film. But I think we were sort of hoping that maybe hereditary was like, you know, uh, a a strong, but slightly shaky start. And Mm. this would be a slightly better development of Ariesta's career. What do you want to recap what you thought now you've given it some thoughts because we definitely came out and felt a very particular way about this film.
1: Yeah. So it's been a week. Yeah. Uh,
0: So we saw it last Saturday and we're
1: recording on a Saturday No, we're not. It's Sunday today. Anyway. It's been over a week. (laughs) We're a week. (laughs) Um, And I think we, like you say, we did go in with managed expectations. Yeah. Because um, on paper, the premise for the film is very interesting. Yeah. It's got things in it that we have an interest in. Should be something we'd like. Yeah, it's got potential there. There are ways you could um, have utilised a lot of the thematic devices mm-hmm. and things that were touched upon in hereditary so you've got the similarities with things like grief and trauma and the pagan aspect
0: yeah i mean ariesta obviously wants particularly this sort of battling you know tackling really horrendous grief very head-on he obviously wants that to be a thing that he's good at and especially female grief as well which yes. i
1: sort of thought was an interesting thing and an interesting potential link yeah you've had tony collett
0: and now you've got florence Pugh going through something that is like not even just a bit horrific like basically worst case scenario yeah completely so i think we you know
1: all that aside went in with managed expectations had sort of been trying to avoid reading too much about it i think we both did well with that yeah i mean i ended up muting like the keywords and all of that on twitter mostly just because i thought if it does have any kind of plot twists or anything like that i didn't want to because I was a little bit apprehensive about seeing it, I didn't want it ruined because I knew that it would just—I would be completely out on it.
0: Especially and for two and a half hours, you know, you don't—if—if if you know what the big twist is, that's a long way to get through in order to see something. And that was that you the were thing expecting.
1: for me is—is is knowing how long the film was. I—I I thought like, oh, okay, well maybe it is just going to be quite intense, and there's going to be a lot going on, and—and and the idea of knowing what's coming. Um, I know a lot of people. I've read quite a lot actually about the way that people will, especially with horror films, will like read the synopsis ahead of going in mm-hmm. order to prepare yourself. And I get that. Um, yeah you there's a level of mental preparation yeah, yeah. you want in order Completely. to sort of defend yourself don't you which i can kind of understand absolutely so yeah we went into it with managed expectations and it's long it's just very very long that's very long isn't that's it? that's my first feeling is it's too long it doesn't need to be two and a half hours i am a real stickler for trying not to check my watch too much at the cinema i never check my phone for the time i don't even really like wearing a watch to the cinema no. just personal like neuroses because i don't Because I often find that if I get bored and I know I can check the time, I'm just going to be on a countdown, and it's just what I, I was for this film. It was, I kept yeah, leaning. Well, even I
0: checked your watch, yeah. so never I kept, mind. I, kept, I don't have a watch, but I checked yours, I kept leaning of times.
1: across to you every time I checked my watch and was just like, just so you know, we've still got an hour and a half left of this. <laughs> no. Because it felt like a feat of endurance, but not in like a wow, this is really long, but I'm getting a lot out of it kind of way. Just, not even in a tense way. No, not like, in a, like oh, like this uh, is torturous because it's so tense. No, and there are filmmakers where I will like pull Thomas Anderson, for example, is someone that makes like very long films, but Uh I like enjoy that because it's sort of like he knows how to flex within a time frame, blah blah blah, but with this it just felt like it didn't need to be this long. I felt like the first half an hour had such potential, Uh um, and then it sets stuff up that you never come back to. I Uh mean, so we'll do spoiler warning here Uh just because I feel like there are so many plot points in it that I want to unpack. Yeah. So a big thing with Danny is that she's, obviously, she's got her own anxiety, she's got her own problems, she has a, a very fraught relationship with her partner, mm-hmm. who we understand is a dick. and he's that's a dick. Fine. You're meant to we think you're not meant to think that he's a nice person. No, he's, 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 he's it's So fun. posited as being a crappy person, and that's fine. Yeah, but and it's fine. With this, you've got so you've got the fact that she's basically got being kind of in this relationship with this someone that doesn't really doesn't really want to be in a relationship with her anymore, mm-hmm. but is letting it drag on because he hasn't got the guts to kind of just cut it off yeah. or anything like that. But then for that, alongside that, you've also got the fact that she's got a lot of things going on with her family. So we. learn that her sister is bipolar and the whole the whole the film begins with she can't get hold of her sister yeah she's been emailing which actually is
0: very effective like the the opening is really effective and made me feel again like hereditary quite ill yeah just the idea of this girl this poor girl not knowing what's happening to her family and her sister and she's trying to get hold of them and she can't completely because Danny's you know she's a research
1: student she's living away from her family and that idea of being separated by people Mm. and also now in the way that we're so reliant on communicating Mm. online it's like if you say End off an email and then you don't hear back from someone and you, you can't ring and you yeah. panic don't you and yeah. I get it I completely get it and so you've got this entire thread line with her sister having she's meant to be by Bohola, um, and then so it basically comes up to this big crescendo where we learn that her sister has taken her own life but mm-hmm. not only has she taken her own life she's taken the lives of their parents because she has constructed this very elaborate which mm-hmm. for, and and the use of this for me just felt like if you're going to do this and then be like essentially shrug it off and then just focus on the fact that it's A really elaborate way for that family to die. Yeah, it's really overly elaborate. Mm. And so this happens all within the first half an hour, Mm -hmm. I think. And so you've got all of this preamble before Mm -hmm. they even reach Sweden. And that for me, I thought like, okay, well there's a lot here that you could really explore and unpack. And obviously you see the fact that Danny's essentially on her own. She learns that Pele, the Swedish student Mm -hmm. who um, is at the university or whatever with Mm -hmm. with her boyfriend, um, he talks to her about the fact that He's been through family. Yeah, loss his parents and, died. Didn't yeah, they? so there's this kind of kinship there, and, mm-hmm. and
0: that was interesting to me. You know, you're setting up this grief and this trauma, but I then, think you expect a real echo of that yeah, throughout the entire film. Then, like this is going to turn almost like a not a haunting, but there's going to be haunting aspects of it because there were so many strong, really horrendous visuals with this family who died at the beginning. Yeah, completely. And I thought that's really going to play into this. And then,
1: it, and then it's almost like by the time you get to Sweden, it's just not mentioned ever again. Not really, no. I and, mean, and for yeah. me, that felt like a really wasted opportunity and also felt quite needless. So that yeah. pissed me off off the bat because I felt like, at least in Hereditary, you got callbacks to the stuff that had happened. Yeah. Fine. yeah. And then, oh, I'm just getting wound up just thinking about it. I just, there's the entire moving on. So by the time they get to Sweden, you've got the pagan, the, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like the, cer-
0: the ceremonial. Yeah, the ceremonial, the, ritual the ritual that, with yeah. the
1: hargo and all of this stuff. And it's, it's interesting. You know, obviously, it's clearly rooted in like very uh, old. Norse mythology. They've done lots of research. Yeah, they've done the homework there. It's it's very referential to other things. It reminded me of other things, which in itself I felt it was then subsequently became quite derivative. Mm -hmm. I'm someone who enjoys Easter eggs in
0: films sometimes, but not when it becomes a box ticking exercise. Well yeah, absolutely. I mean there's a real sense of sort of its own cleverness there, isn't it? It's very on the nose, like lots of very drawn out symbolism. So Harry sort of referred in an interview to how he'd like basically put in the paintings at the beginning like a really subtle portrayal of what is going to happen yeah. throughout the whole thing and it's like you know you realise at the end that it had been painted right at the beginning it's like we all saw that that well, wasn't
1: very I think clever. I said to you you know there's a scene where Danny's in her apartment and she's crying and over her bed there is a very large <laughs> painting of a bear and yeah. a, a small girl in a crown yeah like opposite each other, so for me, you're like, Guess okay, what's gonna progress. happen? Yeah, and I just there's I, a, yeah. the representation of disability. Oh, that's in this grim. Film. that I was That was one of my
0: biggest bugbears. So, you know, Ariesta really hates people that look different. He does, and I felt like that. We
1: were talking earlier about the way that it sort of looks at you know preserving bloodlines and having to get people come in from mm-hmm. outside in order to not sort of muddy the bloodlines. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, you know, you've got the character of Reuben who's this meant to be this oracle within the community, and it's really specifically. And pointedly and unnecessarily, I think, talked about the fact that he is the product of incest, which yeah. is why that he then suffers from he's got facial deformity. Yeah, and but and that that's one thing which didn't sit right. There's me really. But yeah. then it's the way that that in itself is used as as being this like oh well because he looks different from everyone else. And then clearly he's creepy, he's weird, he's a pervert. It's all of this really really dated mm. use of of difference of othering. Yeah, it's just it's, just, really it's basically ableist
0: as fuck like in just, that like in the way that some people leveled some criticism towards hereditary because people were concerned that millie shapiro was cast for having she's got ccd so she's got quote unquote unusual looks and people were worried that she was being sort of typecast as the creepy mm. kid but millie shapiro is also a very talented actress yeah. and has been you know featured a lot um, so there was some argument there that that wasn't that wasn't it at all. But with this, it was like the commune follows the paintings of a young man who has. Quite an extreme facial deformity. Who they consider an oracle because his brain is not filled with the everyday nonsense that normal people have, um, and that his burst of incest, which is why he's as well. purposefully. Yeah. it wasn't
1: even like he was. You know, it happened. People with facial deformities yeah. are burst
0: of incest. Uh, but yes, because he's um, has learning difficulties, he is therefore more open to divine influence. Um, and there's a really horrendous bit, but yeah, he's like actually watching couples having sex it's just, in yeah. a really leery, creepy, like, he's sitting in the corner watching kind of way that doesn't weigh in on anything as No, else.
1: and I think, you know, that was one of... When we came out of the It's film, very lazy. It felt so, very lazy. so needlessly... Just needless. And then, you know, when we came out of it, I felt like there was this vibe amongst all of us where we were all just a bit like, oh, okay, like, you know, not really knowing what to say. And then immediately we started talking about that and then all five of us were like, yes, blah, blah, and then went into this big conversation about it. And mm-hmm. I just... I just think it's unnecessary. I just think I—I did not expect to feel as angry about the film as much as I do. And the more yeah. I actually, I thought I'd get it out of my system within the first few days, but the more I've sat with it, the more I've thought about it. I just—it's progressively just pissed me off more and more, and I just feel a bit like—I think people I'd, are
0: really hope, like really clinging to the fact that they wanted this to be a good cl- for film. I think people are really hoping that Ari Aster is going to be like a really promising director in this genre. I mean, of going forward, completely. And I think it has potential. You know. I I think that one of the things I was talking about with someone
1: at work the other day is I do like the fact that all of these students are research students, so they're going there initially as an ethnographic mm-hmm. study, and that works as a plot device in the yeah, sense that, that in this scenario where you've got a lot of like ancient mythology and things that need mm-hmm. explaining, a really good plot device and way of facilitating so have some that discussion.
0: Clueless people doing some research. Yeah, it's
1: going like, oh well, I'm writing my thesis on Midsummer, so please can you explain this to me? Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, in other films where have where you have to have a lot of explaining it comes off as being like massively expository yeah, and it just sounded like naturally in real life you wouldn't like this you're explaining the film to me Mm. so the the ethnographic side of it works particularly well I mean Florence Pugh is
0: brilliant yeah I mean the things that the things that I saw as its kind of strengths are that Florence Pugh gives a really great performance I mean she was great in Lady Macbeth and The Falling and things like that her sort of portrayal of very raw grief is the only really unnerving aspect of this film so the beginning is really unnerving and upsetting to see her um sort of dealing with this even when she's being held by her boyfriend she's dealing with this trauma very much by herself like she's physically screaming which is very similar to tony collette in hereditary Mm. and that is Hor- like, it's got nice to watch. Horrible to experience and watch. And it comes in waves throughout the duration of the film. So you get these moments where she has to break away from the group because she feels like she's going to have this weird, you know, she's going to have a panic attack yeah. because she's suddenly caught off guard by her own immense grief again. And I thought those were really good. That felt very aspects. real. That felt And then real. you've got the sort of prolonged scream at the end which lots of people have talked about which kind of mirrors the beginning um and i guess that's probably one of the only imagery wise one of the only bits that i really liked of that and i thought her performance was really strong and i thought obviously the cinematography is great like we're getting to know the ariasta Has a specific look for his films. It's very good at framing. Yes, like we saw all of that. You know, the use of light is really good. It's all set because it's set in kind of midsummer in Sweden. Like it, you know, there is no real sense of night time. So it's all very stark and bright. So those are like the positives. And then the weaknesses, pretty much what you've said. Just, I think Ari Aster is a good director, but a shitty writer. Like he's a man who thinks, he is a man with some good ideas But he has a lot of ego that doesn't pull the story off which is pretty much what happened with hereditary yeah i think the thing i found really so i'd,
1: I'd sort of like i said i've been avoiding reading too much and listening to anything where he was concerned as well and then i remember i listened to the bigger picture the bringers podcast i listened to the show yeah. fantasy's interview with ariasta and the thing that immediately got my back up is that he so he talks about the fact that the initial premise of the film like you said was pitched to him as being a mm-hmm. slasher film and he says then that he was going through a breakup at the time and he considers that midsummer is a breakup film and i think Wow, i wonder mm -hmm. what his
0: ex-partner feels about that
1: yeah and i thought like okay fine because you obviously there is the relationship between danny and christian running throughout Mm. which comes to a head at the end so i kind of get that but also the fact then to kind of go like oh this was written by a man that was just extremely pissed off yeah
0: yeah it does have a feeling of that doesn't it it reminded me a little bit of in the introduction to salem's lot stephen king talks about how basically because that's his second book about how looking back like his early books which are good and are very critically acclaimed he was just so full of himself like yeah. he honestly thought he'd written like the next fucking big yeah. american novel like he thought he was the shit yeah. and that just from i can imagine ari Aster when he's older looking back and being like god i thought i was hot shit like the thing back then. Was, the thing i
1: learned from that particular interview as well was that um i think i texted you didn't i and said like did you know that the
0: original cut of this was meant to be three hours and 45 minutes it's just Frankie, really isn't it it's just full of shit in a way it also reminds me if anyone went and saw the new Suspiria the Luca Guadagnino Suspiria, yeah. Suspiria and didn't like that and thought that was like just all style no substance but then went and liked this it's full of shit because this is a, this just is what I it has you know I I actually think Luca's is Suspiria is better than this infinitely but you know if if that was your criticism of this I hope you if you didn't like Suspiria I hope you didn't therefore go in and say that this film was great because they have they suffer from exactly the same problems and that's two and a half hours long as well yeah I mean I think the, my thing for this was just I was bored it's 90% boring and then the rest of it is just grim and I don't mind those extreme gore moments in If you're not relying on them, like if that's what you're relying on to shock people, then it's really boring. Yeah. If there is an added element of that, that is fine. But it felt like it was, yeah, 90% boring. And then the rest of it was just really relying on, like, making you feel really sick because you're, you know, not shying away from showing people's heads going splat on a pavement. But then I think that even for me, the way that that was deployed, it didn't, I don't, it was fine. You know, it didn't really rely, it wasn't
1: very shocking, was it? No, it it? wasn't. Because I think you've got in between all of that, you've just got so much. Slog.
0: Yeah. That when it happens, you're like, oh, oh, good. Oh, okay. No, actually, this is it. Right. It's it's fine. fine. Yeah. There's like a real lack of tension and a real lack of feeling unsettled. That doesn't carry. You, you know, you haven't got that to carry you through for two and a half hours. So you don't, you don't have that. It's got, you know, coupled with its own inherent cleverness. Like, yes, there's loads of runes and symbolism and mirrors and pagan ritual, like very on the nose. Just go and read Wikipedia. All of the other characters are barely secondary. Like the American group are obviously horrible and annoying but that isn't the problem it's like they're done away with in just the most throwaway manner like you just honestly couldn't give a shit that and the fact that Ari Aster just hates people that looked it I just it just didn't work for me at all no I did not I didn't see it as a tighter film than hereditary like of the two hereditary is better and I think that has its own problems in itself but I think the thing, going back to what you said right at the beginning,
1: I think it is very, very divisive. And I think, you know, we clearly didn't like it and that's fine. I think a thing I would like to stop happening is people trying to explain it to me like I'm not getting it.
0: Yes, um, no, I completely get it. I, guess um, it, I In just fact, don't... it's just all sitting on the surface and a very like clearly i can get it because it's set, set up in a way so that we can all go like look how clever this film is like yeah. and i just i could just go and watch a bunch of other films that do it better i think that that's the thing isn't it i came away and was like actually i'd like to go home and watch the wicker man a film which is 90 minutes long yeah it's everything. just like good so- ideas that are poorly executed as you say like he could be this could be the guy who really deals with like grief and trauma head on in a way that other films aren't doing. And it it just, he always starts it like that. And then it just veers off into some, like, it's not a good blend either in the way that like hereditary was sort of part family drama, part, you know, supernatural horror film those bits didn't weave together particularly well. This doesn't weave together well either. It feels like a wasted opportunity, I think. Yeah, I feel sorry for Florence Pugh because she was really the strongest part of that film and um, I think the rest of it just really lets it down for her.
2: Wow, I'm just really excited I didn't see that movie. <laughs> I go. wasn't keen to see it anyway. But, you <laughs> know. Go, it's Basically, was well, just so. really yeah. boring. Um,
1: from <laughs> one end of the cinematic spectrum to the other. Yes, um, what a
0: contrast.
1: So yesterday we went to see Spider-Man Far From Home. Finally. Finally, um, we would wait, had waited some time. I'm glad we waited. Actually, it was a nice thing to look forward to. Sometimes, you know, the wait in the way. Yeah, it's worth the it. The wait um, is worth it, guys. The so, it. Uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home is a sequel to Spider-Man: Homecoming, which came out in 2017. Uh, Far From Home is the 23rd film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the old MCU. Mm-hmm. You thought we were never gonna have to talk about it ever
0: again? And I was, we are. Couldn't wait. I was like, oh, the the third phase or whatever it is, is done. They they won't bother with a fourth phase. Oh no!
1: Uh, jokes on you. Um, the film is directed by John
0: Watts, um, written by Chris McKenna. I only put this down. Oh my god, I can't just, believe my dad wrote this film. Your dad wrote this film. Crazy.
1: Imagine if people think your dad did write this. Kept that from me.
0: Oh, I'm just really, that's, I think that's what everyone needs to know so, now. He's so, a machine engineer but he also writes Spider-Man, Spider-Man films. Spider-Man films. Uh, Chris McKenna
1: and Eric Summers stars Tom Holland as Peter Parker alongside Samuel L. Jackson Zendaya, Kobe smolders I've just remembered how you don't like Kobe Smoulders' name. just, it's just Kobe
0: Smulders. <laughs> um, I kind of like it. I like and
1: hate it at the same time. It's it very American. Satisfying. Sorry Kobe. Uh, John Favreau, JB Smooth, Jacob Batalon, Martin star Marissa Tomei and of course uh, Jake Gyllenhaal um, in Spider-Man Far From Home uh, Peter is recruited by Nick Fury and Mysterio to face an elemental threats from another dimension while he's on a school trip to Europe. Um, it's the first Don't we all guys? Right. It's happened to me. Um, it's the first film to come after the events of Endgame so we start off Peter is back in Queens at school which has restarted its academic year to accommodate the students who are among those resurrected in what we learn is The Blip the blip. Eight months prior, we learn that the those who have returned who have stayed the same age. So, those who were blipped away um, have come back at the same age, and those who stayed
0: what, it's quite aged a, it's for quite five years. a silly years. word for something that's so lo- life well, uh, Remember uh, that blip we had?
1: A side step is that I was reading an interview with Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, and it had always been Sorry. referred to as the blip. Um, but they found it quite funny how everyone post-Infinity War had obviously started referring to it as the snap because of oh, yeah. the snap. That's a completely different noise, guys. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. So, yeah, those who were left behind have aged. So it's a five-year period, apparently, is the blip. So that's why people look older. Tom Holland seemingly hasn't aged. Well, no, just because he was blipped away. Oh, that's yeah, he was why. blipped, wasn't
0: he? <laughs> I forgot about that.
1: So, yeah, that's a thing. And then Jake Gyllenhaal plays Quentin Beck or Mysterio, who's a... Ma- I copied and pasted this, just so you know, so these aren't my own words. Go on. Um, a master of trickery and an illusion oh. who claims to be a superhero a magician, from Earth, 833 in the multiverse. Um, he's, like I said, was re- recruited by Nick Fury <laughs> to help Spider-Man to stop the Elementals from attacking various places around the globe, which conveniently coincides with Spider-Man's summer holiday. Sucks, so, spoiler man. warning here. spoilers. Spoilers. If you spoilers don't want this spoiler fine. Yes. So um, he's part of a wider tech crew who worked with Tony Stark, but who were either fired or dissatisfied with how he used his technology. Disgruntled employee. In Disgruntled short. employee uh, who doesn't love a work-based drama. So right. um, yeah, so this is the first film post Endgame, and I was very intrigued going into it, seeing how they would. I don't know. How do you follow the Endgame? <laughs> well, just with
0: like a, a bit of a delightful romp in seemingly. such a
1: in such a, a, like, a relatively soon
0: time as well like it's so end game i mean April. personally as someone who doesn't follow the mcu at all i was shocked when the trailer for this came out because i was like well there's another fit we're literally i thought we we're having like the big climax the, we see, another film that's like closing out that end game isn't closing out this phase which no it's, a bit it's crazy interesting because end game you'd think would be the end of the
1: phase sorry right well,
0: it says end but in this April. is the,
1: no this is the end yeah which will come to for reasons yeah. which will become yeah. um, apparent but so um as someone that doesn't particularly have any deep investment in the marvel cinematic universe what did you think of it
0: um, you go first I, okay i, I mean have... let's short review first from Steph mckenna <laughs> um i quite enjoyed it don't know what to say really did it you was like fun. homecoming had you yeah seen i did homecoming? i really enjoyed homecoming i think tom, uh, tom holland is just a really endearing funny he's sweet spider-man it's just very very sweet isn't yeah. he he's a great character he's one of my sort of preferred characters, I guess, of the MCU. <laughs> I just... I, yeah. He, he feels very... I don't know. In a way, he feels very grounding because he's just a young kid, isn't he? He's just quite vulnerable. He's a young kid and he's been thrown into this mess and I really... I really like that. I enjoyed the in memoriam bit at the beginning. So this be is something I was hoping that we would get to discuss. So I feel like because it does
1: because it is essentially having to do a lot of legwork after end game where the, a lot of big questions are where do we go from here? I'm glad they it had has a sense this, of humour about it. It's I think it really plays into the fact that like Homecoming was very funny, like it was mm. very hearted And this does a similar has a similar thing at the yeah. beginning, doesn't it, where it just really it amps up the fact that it knows it's like the funny thing of the Yeah, MCU. it's a bit of light.
0: Like, Relief. It's but it's trying to you know it's trying to have the ghost of Tony Stark everywhere at the same time so we don't yeah. want everyone to forget that they've gone through this horrendous
2: I think it's like amazing know. that they made this film that is essentially about grief like yeah going, right? <laughs> they made it this sort of fun teen comedy yeah. but yeah. they still They don't stop. The the grief's still there. Like, Spider-Man's, like, poor Peter Parker. He's He's just
0: grieving the entire time, isn't he? Throughout this film, he's just continuously haunted by Tony Stark. Everyone is haunted by, you know, what's going to happen next? What are we going to do? Like, what are the, you know, are we going to be okay? Is this going to happen again? Like, what's the next Avengers-level event going to be? And I really liked those aspects. But I also liked the fact that most of it took place on a high school school trip. Um, I think that which I was just very much here for that's what I really enjoyed about
1: um homecoming was the fact that it really kind of I don't know it, it- really leaned into the fact that like Peter Parker is supposed to be a high school student mm-hmm. yeah. so and Tom Holland is of an age where he can get away with paying a high school student and yeah. they really it was you know sort of thing in Homecoming or like with the whole dance and mm. all of that side of stuff and now it's like a school trip and obviously mm. Peter's sort of trying to get his head around the fact that he really likes MJ and he wants to tell MJ how he feels and it's uh, the
2: real classic um you know are you going to save the world or are you I gonna just really think it was cool because like that's such a teenage thing to do to right. th- you can take a summer off from being an Avenger. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that... <laughs> I, just give I, me a break, guys. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I like actually how... You know, obviously, I want to know what like the rest of the Avengers are, how they're dealing with all of it. But actually, to kind of say like, okay, well, Spider Man's the youngest, and he's a teenager, and actually, like, what would the consequence for him be? And he basically just wants to kind of just like, like, you know, I
0: can't get my, you know, I can't speak to my girlfriend. that's Yeah, what the and you know, he just doesn't
1: want to talk to Nick Fury, so he's yeah. just like t- ignoring him. He's yeah, just got, you know, and and I thought that like, I feel like I would do this. He's same. got other priorities because he's a teenager, you know, yeah. like he just wants to be at high school and hang out with his friends. And I thought that well, this film in particular,
0: like. It, really plays that up in a way that I think worked particularly well. I yeah. mean, what did you think, Von, of what did you think the strong bits were? Because I thought, for me, the strongest bits were the character relationships. Mm. I'm sure we will go on to mm-hmm. Quentin and Peter, that particular relationship. But the the character relationships were particularly strong, but maybe the actual action and plot line wasn't as strong is what i thought but i don't know what you thought
2: yeah no i mean i think that the spider-man films have done something that the the two that have come out Mm -hmm. homecoming and far from home is Mm -hmm. that it Homecoming, yeah it's lots of homes yeah Uh, they've done something that the marvel universe has been unable to do and that Mm -hmm. is actually give us quite interesting villains. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've given us like, yeah, quite like really interesting. And they've done like, they've taken sort of mediocre Marvel villains mm-hmm. and made them sort of more relevant and more interesting. And in a way that doesn't feel forced. And mm-hmm. I think the fact that they treat it like a teen comedy allows them to do that. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Homecoming had, like, uh, misplaced workers and mm-hmm. Tony's taking all of these things. And this is the, the same thing. Like, Tony Stark being Tony Stark has just caused enemies. Yeah. 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 He's just upset people. Which he did a lot. Disgruntled employees, <laughs> man. He wasn't just great. Yeah, I think I think you're right. But I think that has to do with the fact that Marvel has an, a final act problem. Completely. Yeah, I remember you saying about this before. What do you mean by that? All the Marvel... Like, they all have their own unique style and differences. Mm-hmm. But at the end, all of the Marvel films have to end the same way. Okay. And there's no tension because you know that they have to reset to yeah. be... Back to the... Back to the point where... Yeah the next film can come along yeah,
0: yeah. that's true I guess yeah. they've got to get it all lined yeah. up haven't they so there's sort of a seamless it can all seamlessly weave together
1: yeah so therefore... and I think this is um, a nice time maybe to think about the post credits that happen so in terms oh, of oh god like, yeah so the whole thing in this is actually like what are the stakes you know like oh, you, we've just come out of end game yeah. this, this whole thing this big thing that happened has been like rectified life is like fine but everyone's yeah. obviously on high alert because they've just been through this like relatively life-changing I mean relatively people massively right? for. back Deeply... disappeared for yeah, five I, years, guys. And I think you know, there's the fact that when this stuff starts happening with the elementals, everyone's like, Oh, god, is it aliens? Is it blah blah? Because obviously, everyone's got their backup, yeah, you yeah. know, like they've yes, they've so they're waiting for everyone ship. to disappear from the planet. Again. Exactly, I li- would also be paranoid, yeah, right. There's this inherent kind of you know, you're all almost second guessing situations because you know that something much worse than what you can think of is probably going to happen so. You know, we learned that obviously Mysterio is not what he says he is. He's not from a multiverse off world other earth. He's just a tech... Bro, that's just peed off and is just peed off tech, bro, one. with some he weird, doesn't disgruntled employees. Yeah, he doesn't him. like the fact that people are so reliant on heroes and want heroes, he just tries to subvert all of this, and that's fine. But but he also yeah. wants to be a hero. a hero, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? So, weak. Um, it did remind me of Venom in that sense, just to quickly um, I can't draw any Venom parallels reference. between Venom and any, I was just really being honest, I was thinking-,
2: thinking- masterpiece movie, <laughs> yeah, I was
1: thinking of Riz Ahmed's character in in um, Venom, anyway. Um, so yes, one of the quite true so obviously at the end of Far From Home everything is fine Mysterio gone but the first pe- the first post credit is so MJ and Spider-Man Peter are just swinging through New York City having a nice time and then or there's like a, a, a breaking time. news thing and then we see which I thought was like pretty cool you've got Jonah J. Jameson mm-hmm. yeah. who was played wonderfully by J.K. Simmons mm-hmm. in the previous films and they've brought him back and he's mm-hmm. this Alex Jones type kind of viral you know news like mm-hmm. right wingy person and yeah. he's he's got some footage that Mysterio Quentin had filmed where It looks like Peter was the one that had deployed... Drones to start this to cause all this chaos and then so immediately you've got this Peter is suddenly the bad guy and that's Mm -hmm. what we're left with is actually Mm -hmm. like oh no you know Peter Parker is and of course he unveils that Spider Man's identity is Peter Parker yeah so that right who knew so that in itself felt like being back to square one in a way that was kind of cool because you've got J K Sims coming back playing Jonah J Jameson I was Mm -hmm. into that I thought it was nice that they managed to get him yeah
0: back in because I like that they sneak that as an end credit i like the end credits really are becoming stinky. end credits are becoming like as important as yeah. like the vital plot, point. plot points are coming into the end credits now whereas it used to be like here's a funny here's a funny blooper side or, blooper yeah. yeah you know to get him back is great but immediately it just felt a bit like
1: oh yeah cool right oh, here's the next thing and it does you know, they it's constantly being at war with this like, well what are the stakes? What yeah. are the stakes? And and not being able to tie things up in a like yeah, for, complete final act. And problem.
2: you need you need a final act that has a big thing that this person has to defeat and there yeah. has to be like big special effects. Chaos. Consequences. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is the consequences? Chaos. There are no
0: consequences. No, I think all the buildings turn out to be fine, don't they? That's the same.
2: way it always acts. You it? know, they watch it and like I, I thought they were particularly uh that was one of the things that they did actually miss out on in this film is they like they weren't particularly caring about the people no like he was very specifically like i want to save my friends which is very yeah. teenage and i totally get and make never sense mind the rest of a the
1: city. perspective yeah. but but that felt interesting mm-hmm. in the sense that for obviously so much of what had been done with tony stark's character was actually showing that like he was quite traumatized by the fact that they'd caused all this chaos and mm. people were fucked off about yeah. it so to then have peter just essentially be involved in this thing and and like the odds are that in in amongst all of this like whether the death the the elementals are real or not mm. there's still like a lot of destruction and yeah. chaos being mm. caused in these like major cities and it, and it just does feel a, it's it felt quite flippant in a sense yeah. where you're not actually sort of thinking well
0: this would be quite
1: dramatizing for
0: people yeah i don't think the action and consequence had as much weight in this film no. i mean i don't know whether that matters particularly because I, it is i fun definitely i mean
1: i i had a good time it was fun yeah. i think that i don't know what my expectations were mm. because i think that i was mostly just intrigued to see how they would be following and yeah, yeah. I liked
0: the meta sort of the very meta sequences of sort of the the virtual reality yeah. and the. I thought that was a little bit dizzying at times, but because uh, they were just relentless. But I also thought they were pretty neat. I quite liked those abstract bits.
2: I thought it was a good movie and a great like Spider Man movie, yeah. and I think that yeah. But I think the problems are just the problems with having this massive Marvel universe that is like they're trying to make singular movies and singular movie series while also being connected you know which people haven't really done before so it's it's a work in progress you know it's yeah. hard isn't it mm-hmm. I, I can imagine
1: that being part of the, the, the writing staff for it must just be like a logistical nightmare trying to make sure that everything lines up with the wider picture of the MCU I imagine they must just get a list of like you do the all this stuff to,
2: but you've yeah. got to make
0: sure it gets back to normal at the and end it has so we to, can... yeah, and
2: it has to look a certain way it has to like have a, the same structure as mm. all the other films so which is why you have like films like this which are hilarious teen comedy and they work really well and they're doing that mm. different thing from the other movies and then at the end it ends up being an Avengers film Yes, yeah, like exactly the same as all of the others. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which I guess is there's there's some comfort in yeah, that. There are nice yeah. there are nice aspects of that.
0: But uh, yeah, I can see what, why it's frustrating for some people as well. Do you want to talk about
1: briefly? Uh, I say briefly because this is the part where this could go on for ages. Uh, yep. Did you want to talk about the uh, the Jake and Tom Holland?
0: Yeah, I mean that was the bit that really stood out for <laughs> yeah. me was. Uh, Especially Quentin's early mentoring role with Peter, in which he seems to be actively flirting with him in a very Oliver and Elio (laughs) way. I can't believe that these films are so tightly linked. (laughs) Like, this is essentially Call Me By Your Name. I mean, they're even in Italy when they meet. Like, they meet in Italy. Older male, younger the shake boy. Hands. They shake hands. It's just very... Um, I just kept looking at you guys like, I cannot believe they're flirting I think, this mercilessly I mean, I think it screen. actually
2: makes sense too, because like Tom Holland, I mean, not Tom Holland, sorry, Jake Gyllenhaal's mm-hmm. character is a creep. He yeah, Like he's a bit of a creep. He's, he so comes he
0: won- on pretty heavy. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know why Tom. Clearly, Peter Parker needs to like but his Spidey senses need to dad. be a bit better. He's got his daddy issues. This yeah. guy daddy. is coming in like pretty heavy <laughs> to begin with. There's no like build up of this relationship. It's like he's, this um, guy's a fucking creep from the first. Yeah, but he's a 16 year old boy and
2: he's like got heavy daddy issues. He's like this man lost this man me. <laughs> who's heavily
0: flirting and maintaining eye contact with me. He's just wants to be my friend. He's just lost Tony. Yeah. He's got an Absent father hmm. problem. Yes. Jake does look a bit like Tony in the glasses yeah. as well. I
2: think that part really, like when he puts the like, glasses on, oh, he's got that. Yeah, you're like, like Tony. Oh god, it's
1: purposeful. Well, that's it's written <laughs> yeah. into the yeah. film because you see Peter like when he puts them on and he's looking at
0: him and he's like, like oh. my god. April reacted in a similar way, but not <laughs> for the same <laughs> it reason. It a lot, man. Um, I just, yeah, for me, I just, I loved that tied neatly with the uh, the press tour as we yeah. were saying. It's very, uh, it's very there. there are Few lines in there. I can't remember what they were. Now they just—they'd just, they'd say the odd thing. You just look at each other and be like, "Oh my god, like, I can't believe they've just."
2: Jake almost kept like Quinton just keeps touching him.
0: Yes, very um,
2: touchy. Very touchy, and I'm like, Guys. I get that. Like, I I get he's trying to be a father figure, but he doesn't know how to be a father figure. I that's what I got from it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah absolutely. Like, is a father figure a boyfriend? Yes, <laughs> this is the bit.
0: This is I feel it, it. We were discussing earlier, Von and I. Like, it's almost like it's reflected in real life as yeah. well. Like. Can Jake and Tom Holland work out whether they're just friends or whether they're something more? I'm just not sure. In my head that that's
1: that's definitely something they're grappling with. I yeah. mean, I think that so much of my enjoyment of this film is obviously comes from jake but it comes from the fact that i just genuinely can't believe that he he even signed up
0: yeah i mean it is that's why it's also quite funny but because it's, it's
1: watching jake I doing
2: was this? like it's so chaotic for him to do this i was um
0: i was
1: reading <laughs> so also it's exactly like yeah. jake i was reading a thing earlier where if you think about the fact that jake Hall's character Quentin it's it's all about the theatrics it's yeah. all about like you know having absolutely so control. over the top yeah. Yeah. I mean I I wish he'd been weirder I wish he'd like leaned into the weird aspect of Jake's career but I think that there's there was something that I'd seen where it references the fact that so Jake Gyllenhaal when he was working on Zodiac had quite a famous clash with David Fincher about Mm -hmm. the fact that David Fincher's an absolute taskmaster Mm -hmm. and made him redo one scene where he's like pushing a pencil across the table 99 times and it like almost broke Jake and it really affected the way that he took his roles and who he worked with going forward and it's like a fairly integral in like the the mythology and and history of The mythology of Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah it's that's a thing i haven't heard it's before. a fairly integral thing within his career and if you look about what he did after and all of this mm-hmm. stuff you could there's lots to unpack there but with quentin and, and there's that scene where they're in like the I don't know, room and they're all like, mm-hmm. basically like mm-hmm. test running the entire scenario yeah. and he's just got absolute control over the whole situation and he's running it back and there's something i read basically said that like it's it's interesting if you look at that and then think about how how informed that has been by all of the people that Jake has worked with yeah. oh, and you can tell that actually maybe he's. I mean, he's someone that has worked in theatre as well, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. has an interest in in you know the creative field in in that sense. So you have got. I, I do wonder if that was what part of the appeal was: is that you've got some, you know, he's not a conventional villain, he's not a conventional superhero in no, the sense he's that he's. It's just fakery. It's all yeah. about like the the magic of what you can do and, with technology, yeah, and, and, all, but the world kind of believing what you're told and being manipulated. By and as an actor, I like that. imagine that's quite interesting. So I do. Think there's something, there's something quite intriguing to me about Jake's decision to take Someone's him. thought a lot about this. Yeah.
0: I yeah. feel that you I, I that think you it, really but it makes
2: sense. I think he's an interesting character. And I think, well, yeah, like I said, what they did with him is great. And that's one of the strongest parts of the yeah, Spider-Man I, Man is the it, villains. They it are. actually yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I like
1: that. Seeing <laughs> the, the way that Mysterio's trajectory plays out in the film, actually, it then subsequently does make more sense to me as to why he yeah, yeah. got involved. Mm-hmm. Because on, on paper, it was just baffling to be like, he's playing a character called Mysterio, who essentially wears a goldfish bowl on his head and flies around. And
0: this seemed kind of the weird. goldfish bowl was really funny. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, that's why he joined. And then Tom Holland like basically walked in and started giggling. I assume, and he was like, yep, and they their... stay here. "Yeah." <laughs> they had their yeah.
1: They had their Elliot and Oliver <laughs> moments.
2: There were so many Elio and Oliver <laughs> moments. I almost can't believe it. There's
0: a vulture article by Nate Jones that we have to link to. I'm so glad that someone's already written up the fact that Spider-Man: Far From Home and Call Me by Your Name are essentially the same film. Excellent. And Nate flags like. The fact that it's set in Italy, both encounters involve a lot of water, (laughs) swimming and splashing around. Um, And also this bit, which is a direct quote, which made me die. The The pair's emotional bond climaxes as the lad shoots a sticky white liquid from his body onto a colourful round object, after which they become intimate partners. That is... Well... so true mysterio would eat the peach (laughs) right would a sticky white liquid anyway can't believe that but that's so true the parallels are there the parallels are there i just want to watch them both Together, I hope and that Marvel. soon, Marvel.
1: Sorry, Marvel. <laughs> I hope that as soon as it's available on home home entertainment, perhaps yeah. someone makes a super cut
0: of just. Can't wait for YouTube to go crazy on yeah. this and make a super cut of the two like um, mystery and love, <laughs> right? I just love I've summer romances. Down. This is just it's just beautiful. I love it. This is just just love a summer romance it in great. Italy, yeah. Right, yeah. and we're seeing Call Me by Your Name again on Wednesday, <laughs> oh, so we can reflect on the yes. fact on our recent Spider Man like, viewing. I can't
2: believe this is just spider-man right
0: it's just (laughs) gonna be a beautiful thing um that was honestly my main takeaway from this and also the fact that timothy chalamet made it as a finalist for the spider-man role did he really top five
1: wow can you imagine i don't want to imagine i can't i did (laughs) did. there was a there was a part where i did lean across to you and so we've got like deep complicated um feelings for tom holland and i did lean across by deep and
0: complicated do you mean just quite sexy
1: yeah um i did lean across to you and go like is it the hair? Is it the hair that does it when the, the curl oh, falls? And well, you were like,
2: yeah. yeah, it's the hair. When his hair gets messy. Yeah, that was. <sighs> Sorry. It's, it's just, I it's, just feel really complicated about it. because I think that's fine. Sometimes I just feel like, you know, very, very motherly towards him. And yeah. Like, I, you know, like I said, I just want to hand him a juice box. I think that
0: might be part of the appeal. And I have to be reminded that how old is he in this film? He's 23. No, in real life he's 23. He's 16 in the film. Jesus Christ, that's embarrassing. It takes me back to that lovely Avengers ranking in which I'd (laughs) completely forgotten that he wasn't 23 in the show and ranked him quite highly for attractiveness um tom holland's hot it's fine yeah really tom hot. holland
2: is, is is a babe
0: i just feel like if one isn't looking at me like i'm a piece of trash for saying it then it's therefore not too morally how oh, timmy um, um timmy is in fact younger than tim well there you go then so this is a, tim this holland? Is a point tim holland tim, tim holland. holland this keeps happening jake <laughs> jake holland tim holland tim holland timmy holland timothy holland um yeah so now they need to be in a film together and all will be well.
2: I don't know how you guys would deal with that. Nope. I just, I, I like Tom Holland. I respect the kind of like. Oh, he's think, a lovely lad. Um, yeah, the thing I learned
0: this morning
1: because I definitely wasn't just lurking his Instagram. He follows a lot of Love Island people on Instagram. <laughs> Fuck, he's British. Which I Jesus. thought was like, I don't, that is I don't, classic. I do not. I, I Love Island
0: is not a piece of content I engage with, not no. because I have any opinion on it, just because I just. Oh, don't I have know an opinion me. on it. I and don't, don't have the, time. This might be a problem in mine and Tom Holland's relationship. I'm mm, just gonna watch love island the whole time yeah but i don't know i thought this was just very sweet basic british he's such a boy also his dad's guy. a comedian oh yeah that's true which Maybe is he's like s- really funny when it, you think about his dad's online it's really funny no <laughs> but it's like <laughs> on no, i know what week. you mean i know what you mean and he's a gymnast right he's a, gymnast.
2: He's a dancer
0: too. very and he, he has a dancer's posture doesn't he He
2: does he does i'm so smug <laughs> he's saying such that a grown up
0: <laughs> anyway this he's film is dancers gate if you need some
1: fun Go and see. Watch that instead of (laughs) Midsummer. Yeah, definitely. Um, so because we are sort of playing catch up, but we're also midway through a lot of stuff at the moment. On the TV front, we're not going to really focus on anything, but we would like to address the fact that um, we have been and are currently enjoying Stranger Things, yep. Killing Eve, yep. Big Little Lies. And yep. We think we probably will end
0: up doing like a TV roundup episode. I think because... we should. We should make sure we've. I-, I feel like we've. We're either some of us have finished with some, and others are halfway. Those through. Those are them, like three be big next
1: things time. that it would be nice to dedicate some nice time to because there yeah. are stuff that we enjoy in particular so we think we will come back to Let's it. Let's all aim to watch but them
0: together. Yeah, mm. just
1: because it would be strange to like, not, ah, oh, strange. strange.
0: Strange. We're doing... Stranger. Slabby, it, would be weird stranger. To not, <laughs> it would be weird to not um, mention the fact that those are things that we are sort of watching. Yes, absolutely. Let's cover them next time in more detail so this podcast doesn't run on for six hours. And piss everyone off?
2: I wouldn't be pissed off.
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad you'd enjoy it. But <laughs> you'll be here for this. We've got to do it before you leave. So let's just quickly maybe do a shout out between us of some other things that we've been enjoying before we move on to our main topic. Von, is there anything you'd like to shout out? You've been doing some fun stuff recently.
2: Oh, uh, I have been doing heaps. I, I went and saw Monet, which was very, very gay. So,
0: jealous. so jealous.
2: I, you know, I'm just, I have no kind of thoughts on it apart from the fact that I really enjoyed it.
0: I bet it was the most fun. I bet it was just pure fun.
2: I went to London for a week, um, without these girls, and just was very lesbian. Like yeah. I went to see Janelle when I <laughs> not that then, we've
0: been stopping you. No, we've uh, no, been
2: suppressing I, you. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I just like my straight side comes out around yeah. you guys. so. Oh God, I feel awful. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> and um, it's all the men, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and then the next day, I went and saw Gwendolyn Christie and met someone I literally living, stream. but she is unbelievable. Scene. A she's tall, so, tall, so tree she's so tall tree of lady. I just want her to like step on me and <laughs> so true um and then yeah and then i saw hayley atwell and livid uh, literally yeah, you have no feelings just about hayley atwell. The, not loads but this is just the thirstiest like, week love hayley atwell mm-hmm. so much and she is gorgeous yeah and she just is so pretty and i just would like to touch her face with my face. And This is a very emotional week. And and then I went to Pride. So, you, you know, did. I just I just went like just embraced my lesbian side. Yeah. I felt really good for it. I did. I felt really good. I'm back here and watching like you know Spider-Man Far From Home and talking about Jake Hall, so it's <laughs> I'm it's back nice to time. Yeah. Um, what about
1: you April? Um, so TV wise I've been watching a lot of Shit's Creek um, under the We have too haven't we? Did yeah. you
0: start watching it? Yeah just we needed <sighs> to fill the void especially when um, Wes wasn't around so we couldn't watch things that we wanted to watch together So that's the thing so. for me like That's been a real fun uh,
1: You'd fun, been Vaughn, you'd been very much like can you should start watching this you should start watching this and I, I finally caved and I did and I'm just enjoying it so much and I just it's just a lot
2: have
0: you watched it all what
1: are you on, on I've just started season 3
0: so have we we've just started it and noticed that uh, I think we've only watched a couple of season 3 haven't we yeah. noticed that the, the comedy level just the, the amount in which I'm laughing has really upped on season 3 it's got a lot funnier season I 3 think.
2: is like from season 3 it's just peak like the first few seasons are good they are enjoyable this three is funny is like very I funny I
1: feel like I I know it now mm-hmm. you know you know like with, with comedy especially you have to kind of like get, get into the get rhythm, into of, the it, rhythm yeah. of it get the setup but it's just so fun i'm just really enjoying it well that. um
2: season 3 and 4 like really good stuff happens and i am very much looking forward to you guys screaming with me about this uh, I'm, glad I'm glad that it you, it. yeah i'm glad that you new yeah. <laughs> you stuff have started
0: it as it's well it's been That's... a nice thing to dip into especially on evenings when we've been like what Whoa. It doesn't. What yeah, should oh, really Steph's got to do some work. When oh, I um, just put this on. when I asked you last
1: night, like, oh, like you guys, like, what should I watch? And you immediately like Shit's creaking I was like, no, I'm rationing it <laughs> because I'm really, I'm gonna burn through <laughs> it. Yeah, forward, you don't want to burn and it, and then I'm gonna have nothing. So I've it's been enjoying. What we've
0: done with Stranger Things yeah. as well as rationing
1: it, but good, yes. good. Way. So I've been enjoying that. Um, on the music front, I've been really enjoying um, Anima, which is the new record from Tom York. Um, mm. I really like Tom York. I actually think I like Tom York solo stuff more than like Radiohead, which Ooh, is a controversial opinion. Um, I've also been enjoying Roll by a band called Fun dc who are mm-hmm. irish um if you have the time to Lovely watch irish. their uh glaston breeze set it's very very good and i've also just been absolutely rinsing the stranger things soundtrack because Lovely. i have finished it so yeah. it's been like getting me through the slight sadness i have at having it's just too
0: short isn't it it's yeah just too short could easily watch like a 24 se- uh, season episode season of that i just would be immense joy for me yes we've been watching Shit's creek which has been very nice we've also been weaving that with uh rewatches of supernatural because it's very <sighs> old brand for myself and Vaughn when yeah. we do that. So there's another... That's actually a literal bromance. Brothers who are, yeah, just,
2: just really good. So good. It's and it really is good. like the basis of our bromance. It is. Oh. That's the basis of
0: mine and Vaughn's friendship Ew. and also what kept us sane when we were living together. Not because we were... That, was <laughs> that makes it sound insane. like that was driving you insane. I needed some better punctuation in that No, that's fine. Um, I, get I get it. I was definitely falling apart at the time and uh, this was a real... Being able to sit in a king size bed and watch this in between going to uni was just like an absolute saviour for me. I recently went on another podcast called The Constant Listener, which is coming very soon, which is a Stephen King-centric podcast, which I've been waiting for for a very long time. A local podcast which is going through Stephen King's books in order. So I came on and spoke to um, Richard, the host, about Salem's Lot. So I got to reread Salem's Lot. In a, in a sort of more in-depth way and make notes. And I really, really enjoyed it. So that will be coming soon. I also have been enjoying Drab Majesty's new record, which came out this week, I think, called Modern Mirror, which is their third studio album. It's very, like, it's very 80s goth and 80s pop at the same time. Probably more poppy than their other records. So if you like 80s pop music with synthy stuff in it, you'd love that. It's really good. Um, and also I saw Nick Cave, Because I regularly see Nick Cave, went to this Conversations with Nick Cave event. Um, not really sure what I was expecting, had a bit of a shitty day beforehand, so was sort of hoping it would cheer me up. And then we were in the bar outside and his, I think it's, it's either just a rodeo, or it might be his tour manager, I think it might be his tour manager, came up to us and asked if we wanted to sit on the stage. So we, <laughs> no deal, as right you thing. do, as no thing. big deal. So yes, instead of sitting in our sort of mid to shit level seats, we sat on stage next to Nick Cave's piano and he sang to us and spoke about his life and inspiration and just inner thoughts for three hours and I cried almost solidly and the girl next to me thought I was insane so it was <laughs> I was just very very emotional and I overwhelmed I think
2: she's insane for not
0: crying she was, I don't
2: understand how you can be in that
0: setting and she not. was a classic they were like this couple they were really lovely actually but she said they said like we came here because like we quite enjoyed Nick Cave and we thought we'll take a punt like it sounds like a really interesting evening and now we're sitting on stage and we feel really bad because there's other people who yeah. Die for this, yeah. and they were like glad to see that you haven't stopped crying since you sat down. And I was <laughs> like, just very emotional. It's just been a very up and down day. And that was really lovely. I'm just so pleased so. it happened to you. It was yeah. It was a real good It was really time. nice
1: having like, knowing that you'd been having like a really tumultuous time. And then to, like when you messaged to say that it happened, I was like, this is a dream. It was a
0: classic, like, the universe wants you to know that things will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could physically feel my legs were vibrating every time Nick K played the piano. or would be, like, tapping his foot really heavily. Like, I was so close to him <laughs> that it was making my legs move. It was, like, insane. It was mad. So um, that was quite enjoyable. Another shout out. I just wanted to do is to um,
1: Ellen and Jaslyn who mm, do High yes. Expectations um, their podcast has recently come to an end and so sad it's guys just really so sad. sad but I just wanted to give them a little shout out because they've always been really
0: supportive super supportive,
1: over the last three, two years yeah. however long we've been doing this podcast yeah. now and, and it's, it's just, such
0: a great podcast as well it's a really well. great
1: podcast and I think if you have the opportunity to go back and listen to their back episodes then it's definitely they've got a lot for you to work your way through so it would be really nice to go really and do that and just good luck to them with whatever they do going forward and looking forward to seeing what other projects they come up with absolutely so for our main topic this time we thought rather than doing i don't know talking me monologuing for more time about jake john hall because quite probably frankly what it would be let's could be have honest done it, um i thought it would be a nice opportunity to address something that we briefly touched <clears throat> upon at the last episode and it's a topic of conversation that we have one want- been wanting to discuss on yeah. pod
0: for yeah. a while I, discuss, I just want to discuss it constantly really. all the time f- it's 24/7. basically the premise of our whole podcast so. Um, so you've did you write this or did I this
1: these three words I think I maybe did so you've
0: written best Hollywood kisses but yes. basically
1: it's just snogging
0: yes it is it's best snogs on screen best snogs on screen
1: so at the end of our last episode where we were talking to Peggy an actual grown up I mentioned poor Peggy <laughs> yeah I was quite embarrassed because I Peggy was startled i um, I mentioned how a thing that I had been quite preoccupied recently with was the fact that I watched Destroyer, which is a film that has Sebastian Stan and Nicole Kidman in it. Have you seen that? Yes. Okay. And there's this really, really aggressive snogging scene. And aggressive in the sense that it's just particularly intense and full on in the camera is. It's scene. not a
0: kiss, man. It's a proper snog. It Sebastian Stan... a snog
1: snog. Just, a lot. It just yeah. snogs the shit out of Nicole Kidman. And then I think I made you watch it because i was like i just need someone Obviously. else to talk to you about this because it's just sh- it shook me watching. to my core yeah
0: because
1: it the intensity of it was quite a lot and then we were thinking about like oh snogging is a really good topic and then personally between us we were listing good snogs yeah and then we were like actually we could just expand upon this in a pod setting and so here
0: we are absolutely i just Does kisses it- are great snogging is a particular thing that is i mean what would other people call it it's very british to say. what do you snogging call it probably pashing. pashing pashing love that making out i guess yeah, maybe. maybe americans frenching. would call it frenching, frenching. Yeah. with a bit of tongue is that what yeah, yeah. just a really good hard tongue snog tongue kissing like you did. Tongue, tongue, kiss. Kiss. <laughs> tongue kissing um it's not a peck it's a bit more <laughs> definitely a bit more but one of those ones that leaves you like well, the thing like with you you're embarrassed for whoever you're in the room with because you just can't.
1: The thing with Destroyer, is I, I watched Destroyer on my own and and was just really overwhelmed by the fact that Sebastian Stan is basically eating her face. It's the eating yeah.
0: aspect. It's like it is the dining out aspect that I particularly enjoyed He's taking enjoy it, from it all that in, scene. and it's a lot. It's it's really good, and he's just yeah, going for it. Yeah, and then it leads you to kind of have a nice discussion about who would be good at snogging, and yeah. I think we've done that before 100% on quite a few constantly. occasions. One of the things that I thought about before we go into our sort of compiled lists can we just quickly discuss like if you google like best kisses on screen or whatever you get a lot of like iconic kisses Hollywood kisses yes Hollywood kisses but classic Hollywood kisses are so awkward and stiff like you know, like Gone With The Wind style kisses also, yeah. where they're just not indicative of a good snog at all. They're very, like, the woman looks like she's having to really strain her neck. Well, they do. It's like it's just a prolonged peck. Yes, <laughs> it's a really prolonged peck, sometimes with some sort of moving swishing sideways right. movement. Steph, that... For those who are
1: listening to this, Steph is moving her <laughs> yeah. head around. Which
0: you kind of imagine, yeah, let's all do it. So we're all swishing our, like, yeah, yeah. whilst connected to someone else's face. And if they've got stubble, I can imagine you'd get, like, rash, just burn. rash burn around there because you're not really... Really, uh, it's very tight and very strained, (laughs) and then it looks like you're sort of just hanging off someone's lips quite awkwardly because the woman's usually a bit shorter. So that's sort of Gone With the Wind style kiss. Whilst it's lovely. is not what i'm here it's not what it. we're not discussing i think so, that has to
2: do with like um codes and yeah stuff oh yeah well. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh
0: yeah definitely definitely also as a bonus can i just say that the footloose kiss with kevin bacon makes me want to vomit <laughs>
2: oh i don't so. think i've seen
0: that it's kevin bacon and it's again it's sort of are you gonna say is kevin bacon hot was that the thing you were gonna say i was gonna say it's kevin bacon and i don't fancy oh, him okay, fine, um and he fine. doesn't seem like a So this is actual good, what we think are actual good snogs on film that have possibly arouse us. i thing that i had to google in order
1: to get what i was looking for for reference points is i had to put like passionate or i had passionate, to put like yeah. an adjective in it because every it's time i was out. every time i googled best kiss or best kisses in get cinema a peck. it would be it would literally be like lists that were like yeah a lot of like humphrey Bogart and all like you know <laughs> like, all the this stuff and i was like that's <laughs> really fine but it it's really not, is this is not I the content i
2: really want for. to see the making out not not just I would like to see There's the like arm elements to it,
0: and lots of things going on. Yeah, it's, um, I'm probably going to even go back on all of this with a couple of these, but never mind. And um, also, did anyone else just watch long compilations of kissing on YouTube? So a thing I was doing
1: before you arrived was I was sat downstairs in my living room. Were you watching um, like 20 best makeouts on? I was. YouTube? I was watching yeah. compilations of like very specific actors in order to like narrow down which of the kisses were the best. Yeah. But then I realised that like my TV and my laptop screen are both um, in front of the window, so and if anyone walked past the front of my house. I would just be watching just like you're watching compilations of
0: snogging yeah which, I was, which is what I'm doing it's fine that's literally what you were yeah. doing though but it made me want to rate Kisses from movies that I haven't even seen it's but I've tried not to no do I that haven't because... I've done for the specifics of things that I enjoy particularly yes yeah, so who wants to go first Von do you want to go first Von, Von will
1: have like specific methodologies so no, she should so go first
2: it's not it's not as specific as the uh, the thing I've just sort of the Avengers
0: like, ranking you did good there though that I've was I've just sort of so like impressive. broken
2: it up into like classic snog that, yeah. you, that are going to be on the list. Yep. Other things that I think are probably going to be on your list, and then weird stuff that oh, so weird might on. just be on your yeah. list. Yep. That okay. might oh, just some be weird in. shit. Okay, so for classics, I've just got the notebook in Brokeback Mountain. Yes. yes! Because, Fair. you know, they're classics. The notebook is the, the kiss. The, you know, isn't the right? kiss, and and then the MTV reenactment. The MTV reenactment is.
1: 15 years good. ago, the, yeah. that is a thing that happened. Yeah. I, the passion. That I have for Noah Calhoun and Ally, yeah, and the Ryan Gosling Rachel McAdams pairing and the, its legacy throughout the world, yeah. Any just, snog
0: that involves being picked up and is in the rain, it's in the rain, and in the rain and like it's, it's the rain and the physical. If there's a physical lift within a snog, he wrote her like a letter really. every day of the year for
1: 365 yeah. days. Yeah. Um, it wasn't over. It still isn't over. No. I yeah. I'm, I'm right.
2: getting emotional. Like I, watched, get it I'm I watched it earlier there. and I
0: haven't watched it. And Netflix if you can re-
2: recreate it that perfectly
0: I mean, at like, the MTV Awards in front of people, uh, like, it's a it's lot. It's also worth bearing in mind, I think that was like one of their very much
1: first public outings together as a couple when they were dating, which just... Bone gonna, If you're going to, like, broadcast to the world that you're i think them. i'm just really like, really good at
2: it reached the pinnacle of announcing your relationship to people i mean no, like yeah ever, but just, the like yeah, yeah. But that, with... that kiss in the rain is just
0: and on that note a bonus for drive like the oh, elevator yeah. Oh, yeah. drive yeah. as well because yeah. Yeah. Uh, just ryan gosling generally i've noticed that there are some repetitions of people who are clearly very good at kissing because they've I appeared in good at multiple yeah. films notably ryan gosling also harrison ford there's yeah, just yeah. like a lot of snogging from the same people because they're obviously very good snogs yep.
2: yeah carry 100%. on yeah and oh and then Brookwood mountain yeah the, the reunited kiss the one where he pushes him up against the thing and i think i was like imprinted on by that kiss as a ver- at a very young age the and impact. i don't think i've thought about anything else since the maybe. impact that had on me is that well, what turns you, you gay yes that's specifically what turned you gay Seeing two mean. men kiss yeah was like, oh yeah, no, I definitely uh, want to kiss girls. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's true. There's a background. And, like, that's the impact that it had on you, and that really, truly just affirmed for me that
0: like I would like to aggressively kiss Jake Hall.
2: Heath Ledger and both of them yeah I, like I think that. any
0: kiss that involves tussling and also looks quite emotionally painful is great oh my
2: god it's just... if it looks
0: like you're genuinely hurting whilst <laughs> it seems... you're making the out the thing with the, that's thing good. the broke back kiss is
1: you, it's like the fact that you know that they've been wanting to do it for such a long there time there has to be a buildup. the tension there it's, it's the like, tension. it's
2: happy and it's sad and it's yeah. oh it's even yeah. feeling a bit annoyed about
1: how they've had to
0: wait See, for so long yeah. that's
2: a good snog in a, mo- in a movie yeah. or a TV show or anything and it's got to have all that emotion it's got to have the emotion and the tension the build up you've waiting for this otherwise it's just not so good because yeah I mean like there's some good snogs like because I was looking through it and I'm like yeah that's really good but like do you feel it in like your Mm -hmm. gut you feel that
0: broke Do
2: you feel feel the notebook kiss as well you know they are
0: two very very strong snogs snogs yeah
2: you know and they're on a lot they're of lists like top five snogs, but I think you know that's this for a reason they yeah. are classics yeah. and they are kind of the, like if you're looking at like what kind of snog you want to emulate peak snog that's that is peak why you is want snog. it yeah yeah um so that's why I've just put it in the classics I figured no one's going to disagree with that absolutely no, 100% not no and uh, I've also just added a section that's just called also and it's just the cruel intentions kiss and in the yep. call me by your name kiss
0: <laughs> cruel soft. intentions gets a credit for best use of tongue the tongue in you that. said you really totally got got the element. For I think I have been trying to recreate that tongue since I saw it. it. I'd forgotten about like the intensity of tongue The sneaky well. tongue
2: is a lot. Any others you want to add? Um, no. Uh, well, I've got more, but okay. they, they, it goes into my like weird things. Okay. So it's, like, like, we'll do do the you guys have a any any uh, like uh, bigger ones?
1: So uh, the Ryan Gosling element for me is huge. Yes, yes. And obviously uh, so much of my, my favourite snogs, I think, is linked to just people I'm deeply in love with. Yes, um, So we've fair. already covered the notebook. You've mentioned the drive. With Carey Mulligan. Yes, yeah. in the lift. Just the slow-mo of it, the lighting, the fact that he just... The, I mean, the reason why that snog has such an intensity is that it, like, happens and then he just beats the shit out of someone afterwards. So it's, like, truly Again, tremendous. Again, true emotional trauma. Yeah. yeah. Right? So there's that. Just Ryan Gosling in Blue Valentine with Michelle Williams. I oh, my God, I think there's, yeah. like, one particularly good snog where she mm-hmm. goes to meet him after work and they're just in the street in Brooklyn and it's all just still just very intense um, and then also Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone in Crazy Stupid Love there's one scene where she she goes back to the bar and she walks through the rain and she just turns up and he's on like trying to chat up another woman and she just like walks across the room and immediately starts kissing him and then it just becomes this very intense thing mm-hmm. yeah. I just yeah. think it truly Ryan Gosling is an exceptional kisser Except- I yeah.
0: exceptional kisser I would say so too anything else? well do I do the Jake Gyllenhaal of this? I mean you can do the Jake Gyllenhaal of this go for so, it so obviously you've already addressed the the
1: seminal jack and ennis reunited kiss i think do you remember when we went to see donnie darko at the cinema mm-hmm. when it was like the late night screening mm-hmm. and then i came away from it and i was just like i have such an obsession
0: with jake john hall's mouth it's a very good mouth nice. it's a good kissy he's mouth. he's got
1: a nice mouth and the snogging in donnie darko i think has had such a lasting impact on me and yes it's a really just... good one so donnie darko like 2001 so that's what 18 years ago now god it's been
0: almost 20 years yeah,
1: that's man. wild um and, and it's and,
0: lasted in your memory yeah
1: and it's just because it's like peak teenage snogging Mm -hmm. it's like when you first understand like the nuances of kissing and and what you're into and it's just so so full on yeah it's just. Peak teenage kissing. It is. It's when you start to get good at kissing. Yeah, and he's good at kissing. Yeah, and then obviously you remember when we watched Velvet Buzzsaw recently. Oh my god. Yeah, there's the the snog. There's a wee snog, snog in that, that too. Um, he's. Have you seen the Good Girl? I no, don't, I haven't. And um, there's a film that he's in with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. There's some really great snogging in that. There's the kissing in Southpool that he does with Rachel McAdams. There's a kissing scene in Brothers. So you've
0: just listed all the times I in which stopped, Jake has ever snogged. Yeah, I stopped okay. after Brothers because I was like, this is just good. Basically, go anything and... in which you see Jake Someone. He's just got a
1: nice mouth and his mouth That's on fair. other people's
0: mouths it's just
1: he it's knows nice. what he's doing. Yeah, it's
2: it's good, I feel that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He,
1: Definitely. Just, he would be great at snogging. He does a very good, passionate kiss. Mm. It's not like a you know, pleasant peck. Oh no, not you a take pleasant, as well, but
0: pleasant peck.
1: Just a nice mouth that pleasant, he knows how to use. what else have you got?
0: What have i got so some of the classics that i thought were deserving this one goes back on my opinion a little bit because it doesn't actually look like the best kiss ever it's a little bit messy but the kiss and breakfast at tiffany's is good because it happens a after a moment of thinking it definitely won't happen yeah so it ups the tension and also it happens in the rain and this is an important rain factor kisses. rain kissing is very important it is what else did I put? I don't really like Titanic, so I wasn't ever going to put Titanic in there. However, Romeo and Juliet is kind of alright because it's quite sneaky, like in the lift, so it ups the tension. Yeah. Like they have to get a really quick snog in before anyone will notice it, and I quite like the idea of a naughty snog. Tension there isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, a naughty snog because you know you shouldn't be doing it. Here. There's some <laughs> themes. I listed Empire Strikes Back because oh, Leia yeah. hates him <laughs> moments before. Oh, I've written that. And there's nothing one. like Does a good hate kiss. I no, think- that's the thing. She She's pretending. I she think if I think about things like my experiences of watching films, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. that would have been not one of the first, like full on kisses. Kinks. I probably yeah, would have seen and that's like it. a
0: Harrison Ford is yeah, someone he's wanted to kiss, and a then in Blade Harrison Runner, Runner as well. The
2: Blade you look the at it well. and you're like,
0: like technically speaking, he's a good kisser. Yeah, yeah. He's a good kisser. there's yeah. the one in Raiders um, of the Lost. Um, Army, yes, basically all the Indiana Joneses as well. He's just a very.
1: we were talking about Harrison Ford yesterday, weren't we? About when he was in his prime? Yeah. Like, what is that run of films? Because it's just
0: turned, what, 77? 70... Seven. Seven.
1: Yeah. Woo, And Woodcast. we were looking at Filmog, and there was that run, like, basically Star Wars to now. Star but Wars like, to there's, there's now. There's the
0: 70s, like, 80s period. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good snogs in there, I reckon. True. Ten things I hate about you. Yes. Heath yeah, Ledger is the, obviously a very good kisser, ledger, especially yeah. when he tucks your hair behind your ear first before he kisses is that you. It's like the paintballing scene. Yeah. Yes. He looked. also does it in the car park as well. He yeah. tucks her hair oh. then. There's just so much hair tucking. I did involved. Attention
2: to detail. I yeah, did, it I did is. go into a bit of a Heath Ledger hole when yeah. I was looking up these kisses. Yeah. I was yeah just in the nights. In the nights. Tail as well.
0: Oh my god! Nights tail. He's a really good kisser. It's a lot. It's a lot, man. That that's a. I will always remember. I mean, I think we've. It's because there's a lot of like neck and head holding. Yeah. Yeah. It's very intense. We like the intense snogs. Have Um, you got the Spider Man kiss at all? I do have the Spider Man kiss, but what did I put? I put a good kiss because it's very hard to replicate, but also looks very thorough. Um, which that's the only
1: time in maybe my entire life that I ever have maybe wanted to kiss Toby Maguire. Yes, but I'm actually more. I'm actually think that kiss works more because of Kirsten Dunst. So maybe I'll just not Kirsten.
2: Yeah, maybe but just. It's an, an amazing kiss because visually it's amazing. Yeah, and it's like actually whole genre like, of kiss and
0: everyone's tried it since and been like it's not very easy to do. But no. they made it look but like I also it would think, work.
2: Like like I just can't watch it and think that it's a good kiss because I think it would just be a nightmare. Like you're upside down and like water's that's going into. I don't even need, more water
0: guys there's more rain also you'd be kissing toby Maguire. yeah so there's that but he has got i was gonna say a helmet i don't mean a helmet on. mask He's got a mask on so oh, you know you could pretend it was someone else but um, they they managed to execute it very well for yes, something well, that would be very sloppy it. otherwise um, just on the the rain front yes romeo and juliet I, the, all the kissing in in that. oh in the oh, rain then, as well and, yes and, and, also, I listed and in the, in, the, in the, the swimming pool. pool yeah yeah pool. yeah so, basically, anything watery is something that we're on board with? Is that what we're saying? I don't know. And also, to all the, to boys.
1: All the boys I've loved before, uh, there's the very big snog between Lara Jean and Peter Kavitsky in the hot tub.
0: Yeah, hot tub. Ooh, yeah. hot tubs lot. It's a lot. There's yeah. one in Queen of the Down that happens in a hot Ooh, tub. Oh, there is, isn't I wouldn't there? say it's the best, but it's quite hot. There's a Deftone soundtrack, so... Or is it more the Deftones aspect? Yeah, the fact that it was a bit goth when I was like 16. (laughs) I was quite into that. So um, that was a good snog as well. Just remembered that one. Um, I also put, what did I put? Put How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days because they look like they are very, 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 very pleased to be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Very that also pleased. helps, doesn't that it? That looks when like you... someone is like quite pleased with themselves. When like, you when you there's like actually, you know like stoked.
1: palpable sexual chemistry. I think yeah. that's why the destroyer kiss works so well, because I feel like Sebastian Stan was like just deeply into the fact that he gets to snog Nicole Kidman. Yeah. yeah. The enthusiasm when there is like, commendable. I don't
0: know if I would. Would you snog
1: Nicole Kidman? Um but imagine, Probably not. No. But things imagine if you're like so Sebastian Stan's in his like late thirties, yeah. And Nicole Kidman is someone that's probably grown up watching. Oh yeah, that's true. she's true, older, actually. which is why this is as well is pretty cool. Cool because she's significantly older than him. He's so getting to bone an
0: older lady, like quite in a hot and older
1: lady. And she's in it, so Yeah, there you go. that is
0: true. I put a bonus for Step Up, Tyler and Nora's first kiss, extra points because of Channing and Jenna, again, being like a real oh, yeah. life yeah. thing and that usually you can read a bit of real life sexual yeah, chemistry there yeah. yeah. also I, th- these are often just people that I would quite like to snog <laughs> yeah this is where the problem lies I think is that so much of it is like oh I would like to snog that person <laughs> right there was one what was it there was one that I didn't list I can't remember what it was now because I realised that it's snog actually. actually looked quite shit and I just fancied the person I can't yeah. remember what it was now but I had to leave it off because I thought
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had that problem too I was looking through it and I'm going uh, I can't just pick people that I want to snog right? remember when this. Person kissed someone. Oh, that was good. Like, logistically,
0: this looks not so great, so um, we have to be careful. Also, about. just Bridget Jones and Mark Darcy. Oh,
2: yeah. Fair, fair. Nice boys
1: don't kiss. Like nice that. boys
0: don't kiss. Us. They do, you, do. Have you got any others, or can we go on to weird ones? I think one of them will be on Von's list, so I'm not going to say that one. Also, just whilst doing the YouTube people snogging each other did anyone see that clip from passengers i haven't seen passengers and i don't wish to but jennifer lawrence literally climbs over a table in stilettos to slide into chris pratt's lap and i was speechless wow. i was like i that's a lot she literally climbs him and i was like that's a very good like they very setup people and yet there. i am
2: not at all just in seeing them snog. Yeah. I was into it,
0: yeah. I think it involved the table climbing though, oh, and the yeah. fact that she just like landed so smoothly, like on top of his crutch. Timmy in a beautiful, in beautiful. Well, room. I've got yeah, I've got a Timmy section which okay, is basically fine. the fact that the call me by your name kiss was probably the most sexual tension I've ever felt in a film ever. Yeah. And I almost passed out in the cinema. Yeah. Do Bond's weird stuff and then we'll come back to because this yeah. combo name is an entire section. I think it probably does. Do the weird stuff because one of I
2: mean like that's weird we're just like saying weird, but yeah it's not it's not the that one weird. that
0: I think is probably slightly weird is definitely gonna be on your list.
2: So Okay. Right. Well I've got the first one that I've got is the first kiss in Twilight. Yes, that yes. is the
0: one I was talking about. Yeah. I said I think we have to admit that that first case is amazing. I'm very tense because he's trying not to eat her.
2: Look, it's very... It's, it's like, probably stakes, one of yeah. my all-time favorite because it's because it's freaking, like... He's trying not to eat he's her. He's trying not... It's creepy, and everything about Twilight is creepy, and we'll all admit that, but those two obviously have a lot of sexual tension. Yeah. And you can feel it yeah. in that moment. That's a real... I think I'd probably snug Robert Pattinson. Like probably, she, definitely. She's in, she's in her pants, yeah. and, like... She is in her pants. He, and That's, he's, like... I think it perfectly encapsulates... They sort and, of, like, yeah. almost kiss, and then, then he, like pushes her back and they're on the bed and it's bit just... Of tussling,
0: it's, bit of tussling. Bit of tussling. They just needed the it tension, to be in the ring. It's
2: the tension. And, you know, I will... That is one of... I and think teenage tension,
0: especially. Yeah. That's like a first hookup tension that's yeah. like I
2: wonder if they'd already started hooking up when I reckon that, they had uh, see I like to think imagine that they if that hadn't. was the first uh, yeah. time
0: the first time they hooked up was on screen I like
2: to think that they hadn't because there's so much tension there and you often understand
1: why like so many actors end oh, up yeah. together because it's like you could imagine doing they get like, like, a, like scenario, a slight taste for it on, on like, screen oh, and they're okay. like we should
0: pursue this further Yeah. in my like dream setup, that would probably be a thing that would happen I'd oh, be okay. like an actress and that's then all I just snog someone like Chris Hemsworth I don't know for the first time on film and then you'd have to deal would like oh this is a bit awkward, as right? Well. Did the you feel that? Oh, yeah. Did you feel
2: that spark? That like was that
0: just acting or was that? No, it wasn't just acting. It was See, totally this a real. Is, thing. Yeah.
2: This is in in my fan fiction universe. Glad Melbourne we all share that
0: same fantasy. Yeah, that's fun. brilliant.
2: The other thing that I've just got is anytime Jude Law kisses someone's eyes, oh. which is a very specific thing that happens. <laughs> when in does Jennifer- he do that? It's in Closer. Oh my God, Closer. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's in The Holiday.
1: We don't talk about Closer enough no. because it's a very complicated. I haven't seen
2: The Holiday.
0: I'm not sure I'm bothered yeah, about seeing that. Yeah, but I'm not invested in Jude Law guys. We know not even this. a little bit. Not I'm even if you asked. Not
2: really. He could, like he guys, closes like really? he gets the girls to close their eyes and then he kisses their eyes and so then he's he got makes an out
0: with them. I fetish. And yeah,
2: I don't know what it is, but I'm into it. You okay.
0: Really, not fancy Jude Law. No, lore. not
2: really. This, this, is is all, this is all I like, I think about it a lot. Maybe um, if you watched Close. I've never actually wanted any other man Do you to want kiss me to my kiss your eyes? Eye. No. Okay. Just Jude Law. Specifically okay. yeah, Jude Law. I thought I'd
1: test the waters there. Yeah. yeah, that is a very specific Jude Law yeah. quirk. Yeah, it I is, just
2: is. Yeah, I just really feel it. God, he's hot. I've got it like quite yeah. a few like TV kisses, but I don't know if they really. I've, I've done some TV kisses as well. I didn't do a quick fire few in a minute
0: if you want to. As a bonus. Bonus round.
2: Because I'm just going to add that like. Like one of the best makeouts is when Jared Padalecki made up with his future wife on Supernatural. I'm like, I'm not into Aww. Sam. Oh but my god! They had that. that
0: and we weren't piece. allowed to do boning, so I couldn't do Dean in the Impala. Yeah, oh. but
2: it's like you it's a it's very episode. niche thing. And I was like, Dean in the Impala. Me, me and Steph, we're both Dean girls at 100. Yeah. You really is that a thing? Yeah. am yeah. 100. Dean yeah. is the one. Yeah, Dean girls all the way. That that scene where they make out. Kill in me. The...
0: Yes, Jared Padalecki and his future wife making, making out, out and is probably the one and only time I really fancy Jared Padalecki in that.
2: I've got a gif of it. There you go.
0: Oh my. Oh my God. It's because he's shirtless and it's, Jesus. Wow, that's just a, a lot. And then, it, and then you
2: realise that they went on and got married and had babies. So. That's really nice. And probably have sex really lovingly yeah. now. Oh. You mean she's not a demon in <laughs> real life? Oh, that was a real giggle moment,
0: guys. I liked that. Did you
2: have any others you wanted to add? Um, no, yeah, that's kind, of, kind of like, yeah. I mean, that and uh, my my obsession with David Tennant kissing. Oh. Do you know why I had that in a uh, TV But so we yeah, could mention that. Okay, I understand that he's not like objectively handsome but that's there's fine. something about him that is just like... I like there his are enough, There are enough people on this planet, who exactly seriously want a like bone David Tennant? Slutty, to... and the way that he kisses, it, it like really leans into that. Like he feel, it, it feels a bit messy. Is he a slutty and very, kisser. Yeah, he's a bit slutty with it, and you know I'm into that.
0: Sbastian stands a bit of a kiss. Please don't.
2: Did you have any others you wanted to add? <laughs> no, no, no we we just do go it. into it yeah.
0: Okay, so this first kiss, which we all experienced together. <laughs> I'm so glad um, we did as well. I can't uh, imagine just... I can't
1: imagine experiencing it with two other people. I more, was
0: you know? physically shaking. Oh yeah. I think it's the only You're time so outside insane. of my own actual making out with people I really want to make out with, in which I have like been physically shaking because I can feel the sexual tension on the screen. And it is also the fact that elio licks Oliver's mouth Please before don't. they do it. That is absolutely <laughs> outrageous absolutely outrageous second to none kissing I'm actually I feel myself
2: getting a fever right now like I think my face just do you think that
1: army Hammer would be like quite a good kisser yes outside of the realms of Corbyn yes
2: I do
0: also yeah bonus points for Beautiful Boy because timothy and caitlin diva are in the shower (laughs) and timothy really likes exploring the landscape of people's mouths before he actually kisses them (sighs) he does a lot of hunting around to really scope which i'm quite into Um, i think it's because he's young so he's just (laughs) trying to work it out yeah he's like an inquisitive bird before he commits to the full act yes and also another bonus for ladybird because it's really clumsy and weird but they also do that really cool like kyle does that backwards kick through the door so that they can get through which is like... The sort of choreography that dreams are made of. And he's got really messy, tussled hair.
2: I just keep thinking every time I try to back into anywhere, it's never anything. Literally, (laughs) for for a kiss that is
0: so messy, and that they're like all over each other, hands everywhere, how he manages to seemly back kick and move through that door is just wild. That's skill. Do you think that that Call Me By Your Name kiss is your favourite of all cinematic kisses? Yes, it's all cinematic kisses, because I I felt it so keenly in my own... I would love to have known what my heart rate was Doing at that point i Obviously, wish i had a you fit like
2: bit you're like you want them to kiss so so badly, badly. you feel like you sort of feel like you're Elio.
0: yeah you really like really do i think like... it's the fact that it genuinely feels like you are about to do that like i've never felt so closely connected to like a moment happening it's mad and also later on when they actually start like they sleep
2: together yeah. it's fucking wild when he just like jumps on him literally like climbs him it's crazy (laughs) it's crazy sorry now we're just talking about calling by your name
0: so (laughs) this is just a standard I do not understand anyone who sees that film and just is like it's fine like I cannot it's so visceral it is so visceral it's wild how do you follow that so we asked people to give us their (laughs) thoughts feelings
1: emotions about some of their Mm favourite cinematic and I'm sure that a lot of these were some of the ones that we've come up with so I'll just bash through through a few of the ones that we haven't mentioned yet so sorry if we don't mention yours so Meg mentioned
0: Fleabag and The Priest oh my god Fleabag and the okay so Von hasn't experienced this yet because she lives in Australia and they've been a bit further behind I'm sorry I feel (laughs) like we should try and watch this before she leaves you have to. Fleabag and the priest. The sexual chemistry there wow. is wild. Yeah, and that is a real tension build up as well because it's episodes and episodes worth of You're just basically being like, gagging please, for it you really are. Arrives. Really, really are. And it's also a very, very, very
2: good kiss. Oh, he's so good at kissing. He's really hot. What I'm getting from the kissing is delayed gratification is really hot. That's
0: the thing. You yeah. need the delayed grat- Yeah, you do. That's the thing. You need it to be painfully drawn out. The yeah. payoff is wild. It and- can't just be an initial hookup.
2: You've got to
1: be painfully and emotionally drawn draw now Ashley mentioned the kiss between Richard and Monica in his optician's office oh my god that's great oh, yes.
0: it's definitely hotter than Ross and Rachel because they don't fancy Ross it's
1: probably the hottest kiss of, in friends it is definitely it the hottest is. kiss yeah. in friends
0: she jumps on him as yeah. well doesn't she that's what it's it is it's very intense yeah.
1: Kate mentioned quite a few but in particular she mentioned Keanu Reeves which is extremely a thing I'm very Just, into Keanu, Just best snogs on did. film no, Keanu Reeves she really did she said oh, all okay. Keanu Reeves kisses oh, but fun. especially the Matrix and Speed oh the Speed kiss the speed we saw we saw that good. again the other day, yeah. didn't we? It's a on the, kiss. On, on the bottom of the train. Yeah,
0: it's a very good kiss. Um, yes. Have you got any others that people mentioned? So, people gave me a mix of TV and film. What are the ones we haven't discussed. Uh, so, what have we not discussed? Jess said Jughead and Betty in the kitchen. And I'm here for all yeah. Jughead and Betty. All Riverdale content. Content. Is, uh... It's just love. I'm here for all the snogs in Riverdale, ever. Uh, Ashley said any Colin Firth, particularly the one in Bridget Jones, yeah. after mm-hmm. she's run after him in her huge pants. <laughs> Hannah Leia in Star Wars. Drew in Never Been Kissed. Romeo and Juliet. Cher in Clueless. Fault in Our Stars. I could just go on for, with this for a while, but I'll stop. And then she says, I forgot Sense and Sensibility, the TV version. Ooh. Buffy and Spike. And Pride and Prejudice with Colin First, which actually is a very good. Who doesn't love a, a period drama Snug, really? Right. Some good ones. Vic said Summer Roberts and Seth Cohen. Oh, oh so, yeah. So, yeah. good. Ellie said Spike and Buffy. Nick and Offred in the Hallway in Handmaid's Tale. Ham I just Hale can't think choice. that that
1: would be my main takeaway yeah, from how many yeah. would be the snogging But snugging. I respect yes.
0: I respect it. Finding positive things Nick in Nick negative in places. No idea. Is it Max Ming- No, it's not Maxim Ming- I don't Geller. know, actually. Is it Max Geller? No idea. You know. giggle it and confirm. Nick and Jess's first kiss in You Girl. Oh, uh, oh yeah, that's god. God yeah. like, Yes, Every single Joey and Pacey kiss. In Dawson's Creek. Yep, yeah, fine. Lovely. Ennis and Jack in Brokeback Mountain. And Winona and Ethan in The Kitchen in Reality bite. Rach said cruel intentions. Phil said DiCaprio and Diaz in Gangs of New York. Stacy, of course, was here for DiCaprio because... She's like the The, the Capriot queen. So yeah. she said Romeo and Juliet all around at the party. The pool, basically all of it. And Titanic on the front of the boat. The Breakfast Club ending with Bender and Claire. Never been kissed. The Notebook. We all know that scene. Crazy Stupid Love... Pretty women when they finally smooch. Oh, that is good. Uh, 10 things I hate about you during paintballing. Cruel mm-hmm. intentions. Also, can I just give a really quick a- shout out to basically every time anyone ever snogged in the Vampire Diaries? Because oh, you yeah. remember how intently I used to feel any time Damon kissed anyone? Oh, God. Uh, Were you like really uh, pro-Damon? Oh, oh yeah. my God, so much. Huh. His. Okay so hot in that TV show. Oh, it's so. such a shame about Ian summerholder in real life because he's just a drip. But he's so hot. I can't imagine him outside the context of Vampire Diaries.
2: every time that him and Elena kissed was... It is
0: insane. insane. And there's a lot of, like... There's a lot of sex in that TV show. For, like, a teen TV show, there's a lot of, like, almost seeing everything. I just remember the thing you mentioned yesterday, which was Tim and Lila's kiss in oh, Friday, yeah. and Friday Night Lights.
2: Oh, yes. That first one. Oh, yeah, I obviously. Would, I
1: desperately would kiss... Taylor Kitsch.
2: yeah
0: I would too
1: because I just remember
2: that because I remember it being the moment that I actually fell in love with that show yeah there's <laughs> so not much
0: snogging in, the, in Friday Night Live
2: really in the grand
0: scheme of things but when they do dish it out it's yeah. always quite good yeah. So mm. also I felt like I couldn't ever mention Alex Karsgård's snogging in Big Little Lies so that would be weird so I chose True Blood when and <laughs> oh, yeah. Suki first kissed yes. and there's a huge amount of bicep yeah. In that, there's a lot of arm biceps. Awesome. So it's very good. Good. Kiss. There's so many. Also, Doctor and the Rose in Doctor Who. Yeah. Because how unlikely was that? I feel like that was a pretty good. And it goes back to your David Tennant. That's thing. true. Yeah. No, so, yeah. I
2: mean, I was, I've I got, I've got, that. I've got a like a gift of that. But yeah, I think it's like yeah. Have you just collected gifts for you? I for, have I was gonna say for use actually, at a later date, but you I, know what I mean. I actually do just have that gift on my. Computer, oh, Like ready. I have going. the
0: destroyer one yeah. just ready
2: for whenever. Well, yes, i so I've
0: noticed that in our WhatsApp group yeah it's a good kiss. like completely unrelated conversation snogging gift. um it's always relevant i think snogging is always relevant i'm glad we dedicated this whole amount of time to talking about kissing Me too. It, it feels like it's been a really a real useful exercise yeah. joy and very on brand for us extremely thirsty content and if anyone has any other suggestions they'd like to add please do send them to us because i for one i'm always here for googling things on youtube that involve people making out Onto obsessions of the week. Would you like to start? Go on. One of them is we will discuss in more depth in a future episode. But it's just me trying to unpick my attraction to billion Stranger Things. Good. Because of the mullet Mostly, Have you been on his Instagram in real life? It, yes, I don't fancy him in real life at all. He's got quite nice eyes, but or, the eyes are nice. It's the eyelashes. They're very nice. Yeah. He's not for me, he's not my no. sort of attractiveness in real life. He's very pretty. Yeah. But for some reason wearing a mullet which I would with anyone else in the world not and like little... and the like shitty moustache yeah. and being an arsehole really does it for me. <laughs> yeah, me too. So uh and according to everyone who replied to my instagram story that is a feeling we all share yeah um so just trying to come to terms with my feelings towards that and whether this is a summer fling and i'll get over it um and also new for today new for today new in it's fresh content um i really enjoyed woolly harrelson at wimbledon oh my god Um, have you seen it have you seen just woody harrelson absolutely hijacking wimbledon and proving again that he's just amazing i like that he when he went out and then you could see him not being able to go back to the seats because he was stopped
1: from going back for whatever reason yeah i can't
0: work out whether it's because he's drinking or because they're like you know at the moment they're in the middle of whatever you can't go back and he sort of like almost falls down the stairs and then consoles himself just by chugging champagne and then eventually returns with a wimbledon hat on and is just having Wim- the best time wimbledon always gets you such great
1: content from celebrities that go there's it's the very so famous good. bradley cooper yeah. and um Irina disagreement where they're obviously they've had an argument <laughs> okay. and like she looks really
0: upset and he's
1: just maybe it was a sign of things her. to come guys we should have yeah. noticed and, but i just um, think and, and there's been some good pictures this week of phoebe wallabridge with reaction yes. faces. Oh, my God.
0: Reaction faces are great. This is pretty much the only thing I'm interested in Wimbledon for, yeah, to be honest, because I'm not... A, but well, Woody, not... Woody was a treat. Such a treat. There's also a bit where he's... I think he was getting progressively more drunk and was doing some sort of mouth exercise it with was his tongue. That's the and it was a real gurn. And it was just... <laughs> He just looks like a lot of fun. Would yeah, would hang out with Woody House in any day.
2: Fun. What are your obsessions of the week? Oh, my obsession of the week uh, is Taylor Swift. Yes. yes, because I am like I guess the only person that still just really loves her a lot.
0: Hey, it's a li- It's a lifelong. You know, it's a relationship. It's
2: fine. It's like, um, uh, but see, she's got it. She's the point is, I used to actually be able to critique her a lot, yeah. but she's actually hotter. Hot right? She's she has extremely attractive. Those um
1: the pictures of her the, at the prime day performance yeah. one in that, fl-
2: is that is that the play suit one yeah, yeah. she's been Woo! wearing play suits a lot and like, her she legs gets go that on her forever. legs are amazing and
0: she's got like model legs as I, in like you know if people like you're a hand model or something she could be a leg model yeah. she's so pretty she
2: is and um, I'm beautiful. just very very into her and I just can't yeah adequately critique her look but, um, you
0: can't help who you fall in love with no, you, you can't you just and can't and you can't help that you you've got rose tinted glasses with I, her all the time you know, and everyone's
2: fine. like oh yeah but don't you hate this stupid Stupid poppy song and I'm like, no, I've listened to it like four thousand times. No, this
0: is my entire life. <laughs> what are you
2: talking about? And I stand by that. Very stand by so, that. So yeah, I am obsessed with Taylor Swift. Um and I know, like everyone who's coming at me to say, oh she did this or she does that or like this song's not good, I know. Okay, I know. Who gives a and shit? I don't care. Exactly. We're all she's allowed wearing problematic my favourite colours, which is rainbow.
0: This is a very like Von aesthetic era of Taylor yeah. Swift with the rainbow colours, the pastels. It's very. Yeah. It makes me think of you.
2: It is very me and I just, I'm very into it. She's, she's coming at you purpose. deliberately. She's yeah, very, she so really purposeful. is. I mean, she's into me. I get it. Yeah. I get it.
1: Oh, me now. Yes, yeah. yes. What is yours? Uh, Jake and Tom, clearly woo what a we'll surprise yes, on no. occasions but that's a lot
0: tell me more to unpack no. there no I won't Don't tell me more I've got nothing else got to got say we've got a finish we've
1: honestly got to finish I've at some point I've got nothing else to say I've also just I've been in like a real Sebastian Stan Cahill for yes, about the last two thanks. months
0: just, you've basically just inhaled anything to do with
1: him as just been watching you. all I watched The Martian last night <laughs>
2: how long is he in that for like
0: 25 seconds leave. for about 10 minutes
2: i think yeah i think it's like under 15
0: minutes. It's So little i saw it so. to be fair Vaughn is low-key doing exactly the same i've She's already seen all been through all this i've yeah. actually
2: watched most of um sebastian stan's stuff like i did it a few years ago so i'm like not quite caught up because yeah. the newer ones i haven't seen but yeah from we watched like we watched one the other
1: week we watched wait. we have always lived in the castle yeah. uh, oh, yeah. you have to use two fingers so yeah that's a gift we should yeah. share yeah, as well so the two yeah i've just gift. i've just been really enjoying a lot of Sebastian Stone content and then also he's in Paris at the moment filming 355 with Jessica Chastain. Of course. Jessica Chastain who pictures. I would probably die for. So that's a lot for me mm-hmm. and he's just wearing a lot of nice white t-shirts and yeah. looking really hot and I would be lying if I said I hadn't looked at the price of what it would cost me to go to Paris.
0: Yes, well I heard about this. Someone may have disclosed to me that this was something that you two were contemplating running away to Paris. I mean, Guys, <laughs> I think generally we just need some more chill because um, this has happened a few I times with us. I actually
2: went to the point where I actually I um, messaged him on Instagram. <laughs> What did you say? Hey, hi, Me and my friend are having a bad day, and we're just like wondering. what you
0: guys... I wasn't no.
2: being like. Did really... he respond? He, he didn't respond. Sebastian is very. No, I don't. Think Sebastian so. is very good at reading when people
1: post like sad things on Instagram about how they're having a bad time. He likes to often respond with motivational
2: words of encouragement. Oh, I see. So this yeah. is
0: a thing. So how many times have you messaged him? I haven't. I have oh, never okay.
2: done, and it's not something that I do. I think but you should just, get. You like... need
0: to start doing it more regularly.
2: No, I hate. I hate doing it, but I just thought you know I had a. A moment of weakness and I thought look we if Sebastian like Timmy things back, all the time back to me, I might just live for like another two hours. <laughs> it might help you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really just, glad you did Sebastian that. Sebastian Stan is just
0: handsome
2: he does and, so many things with his face he well he evidently it does this thing the, where he, it's yeah. the snog
1: that's burned a thousand his snog face, conversations he does this thing where he licks lips licks his lips oh yeah in
0: a way that's just a april looks like she's on acid right now <laughs> just to be clear it's Mike, my god what are you doing with your Bash, face
2: his face is just it's great and his face acting bucky Barnes would not be bucky Barnes without Sebastian he does
1: a lot with so little yeah he's given so little by the mcu and yeah, he does a lot so, so like, much what? The hair, I'm not sure. Okay, fine. Anyway. <laughs> that there's that. That's the thing. Good. So there we go. Well, I'm um, glad you're enjoying it. The, so that's us done, I guess. It is. Um, Thank you God, you can God. Find we're us done. online, Twitter at the thirst, soundcloud.com forward slash the thirst pod. You can subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts by searching for the thirst. Instagram we're at the Pod. The is our blog, and they're also on Facebook as well. Uh, bye bye.
0: Bye.
2: Hi everyone, we're the... Three Gossip Girls podcast, which is an It Takes Three Network show. I'm Ingrid. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. And we have new episodes coming out for you guys every Thursday where we watch Gossip Girl each week and we talk about it. And the best part is... I'm the newbie, so Wee. if you've never seen this show before, come and watch it with me for the first time ever. Yeah, that's right. She's never been on the Upper East Side. And if you've never finished the show, you can talk to me, because I never finished. Yeah, so we have a little bit of everything. I've completed the show, so we have a little bit of everything for everybody. We'll so little taste. We'll taste. So hopefully you guys can join us. Just search Three Gossip Girls podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. New episodes go up every Thursday, and we hope to see you there. XOXO. Three Three Gossip Gossip Girls. Girls.